Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 485 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by... Matt Foster, hello everybody. Sorry, my hello. cat just freaks out about the clap. Good. So she should. Or Cooper. Cooper? Yeah, full-blown, like, fucking jumped up in the air and ran away. Good. Keep that cat on its toes. Coming up on this week's show, we've got a couple of reviews for you. We didn't review 65 because, weirdly, that film seems to have gone extinct as well. Yeah. Like, no one is talking about 65. Um, And we just figured it's probably going to be on VOD in a couple of weeks. We'll probably just check it out then. Um, Yeah, it it, it will be everyone's favourite VOD watch in, like, three weeks. (laughs) I just... I do... And it's weird, between that and Magic Mike's last dance, I do think like a few years back in COVID, we were desperate for anything to review, and now we're just going, oh, fuck it, we'll wait for this to turn up. Magic Mike's last dance in 65 would have been like water in the fucking desert during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Five star bangers! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what have we got instead for you, though? We've got a couple of reviews, though. We do have Scream 6, like we said we were going to, and... We have got Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre. Yes, that's right. We saw the Guy Ritchie film before the new Guy Ritchie film. We did it. <laughs> we literally saw a Guy Ritchie film. Like, it's this month's Guy Ritchie film. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll also have some uh, trailer talk, what we watched. Last of Us, episode nine. Becky and I will talk about that later. Bex is joining us in a bit. Um,. And, uh, yeah, we'll have some Oscar talk as well. So we didn't do Oscar Bation. Um, Mark was uh, professionally indisposed. Um, and I was ill. So I booked the Monday after off. But Lottie was also ill. So we just ended up playing quite a lot of Fortnite. So in terms of what, what I've been up to this week, quite a lot of Fortnite. I'll tell you what, Fortnite is fucking fun. I really like Fortnite. I play quite a lot of Fortnite. I've probably put hundreds of hours into Fortnite. Um, <laughs> Mate, if you and enjoy it, we enjoy it. That's the way to it, go. I, 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 I still, for anyone for who is a new listener, I tried playing Fortnite once and I didn't get out of the map screen because I kept running away from the blimp that came to pick you up. <laughs> Good. I thought it was um, there to get me. <laughs> the thing is, every season they change up the map and they add like the new battle pass so you can get new characters and stuff. And this season, just in a section of the island, it's basically just like a kind of like Neo Tokyo. And they've introduced rails that you can grind on and cool cars with futuristic lighting. And like, it's just like you, there's like a fucking hologram of like a fucking Shinobi night, like samurai thingy and stuff and it just it's fucking cool um it's it's just it's a fun world and the guns feel good and lottie asked me the other day like what's better for um, killing at short range a shotgun or an smg so that was a good conversation to have with a nine-year-old girl um <laughs> parenting done right um but <coughs> excuse me we have a blast on Fortnite. i have a blast on Fortnite. i really like Fortnite. Um, and I've got loads of skins I've killed the Predator a couple years back and I've got a Predator skin for it so if you kill them you get their skin no that uh, that was a challenge where literally just for like a month or so they had a jungle area where there was the Predator 
and it was just like if you killed him, you got the skin. Wasn't there like an actual? Wasn't there one of like the the was it is it modern warfare or something where there was uh, like literally like at one of the DLCs was you got a you got a jungle bit in it and if you went into it the predator was in there <laughs> or, or was it was I'm sure I remember reading something about this well I mean there was that play there was that game predator hunting grounds that we played the fucking demo of or whatever it was yeah I'm sure it was in one of like the um like one of the actual like the Call of Duty or something like that games, the Predators in it, in it, it's just randomly in a jungle. You can't like I think you can you can't kill it, but it can kill you. I think it was something like that. Sorry. Oh wow, I, I, I yeah, I don't remember that. I mean, like Fortnite, I definitely killed the Predator because I got his skin. But I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. But I mean, it, I, I I wish that Call of Duty a couple of years back did. Uh, you could just buy Ghostface. And I wish they brought that back for Scream 6, because I'll be honest, I might have spent 20 quid on it. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. This like cross-pollination of pop culture and whatnot, it's just it's fucking fascinating. Because like, you know, all these different seasons they've done, Star Wars and Fortnite and The Witcher and like this fucking anime Attack on Titan and Dragon Ball, Naruto, like they're all in there just running around. And it's like, you, you think of like back in the day, in like the eighties or something like that. Imagine a video game where you've got Disney characters and Marvel characters and the Alien and the Predator and the Terminator all together. You'd just be like, "That's never going to happen." The bonkers, isn't it? And now, yeah, they're just like, "Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll do that." And during the height of COVID, it was like they had a fucking Tenet trailer premiere in Fortnite, <laughs> yeah. and they were playing Christopher Nolan films in Fortnite. It's I mean, like, you know, I mean, obviously needs must. And I imagine Christopher Nolan, like, looks back on that. It's like, what the fuck were we doing? Um, but, you know, it, it speaks to an audience. I, I just, I find it endlessly fascinating. But the thing is, you get in there, you have a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 uh, yeah, anyway. Fortnite, that's one of the things I've been, uh, I've been up to. But, uh, you know, what else uh, uh, has been happening? Ooh, what else has been happening? The Oscars. The bloody Oscars happened, didn't they? The ready bloody Oscars. The, so, the everything everywhere all at once has happened. Now, it is amazing how boring that <laughs> night looked. Yeah. yeah, it is. The thing is, all right, I... I I'm, and I'm, long-term listeners will, will know this. I'm very much, and I think we're, we're both very much like, the Oscars are fun. They're largely meaningless unless you are nominated. Um, but, but they are fun. And it isn't like like now I have to look, I look at my phone and see my top ten of the year and go, oh, hang on a minute, I thought my top ten was Bones, when the one was Bones and all. Why is it everything everywhere now? Oh, well, it won Best Picture, so it has to be. It, it, it isn't like that. It's just... You know, it's kind of a little bit of fun. Um, and that's why I usually enjoy watching them, is it's kind of fun. But this just seems like... Like, like if I if we'd have been watching it, and, you, and we'd have done the right, who do you think is getting this? Every single one of these, I'd have been like, well, it's that person. The person who's just won it was going to win it. It just felt a little bit... Shrug. <laughs> it's... Yeah, I mean, it, it's set... I, I mean, it's amazing that everything, everywhere, all at once won 
what it did. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it is incredible and it's an achievement, but it's also one that's basically been nailed on for about two months. Yeah. And it, a lot of people have been saying, like, move the Oscars closer to the start of the year, and they've got to. Yeah, there's an argument that states that it, you know, that it, it could quite easily happen in January. Yeah, um, it, yeah. I mean, the the whole machinery of it all, and the campaigning, and how much money is actually wrapped up in it all, I think is a reason why why they they they, they they've done it now, and also you know. It was quite late in 2020. Then they pulled it back a little bit in 21. They pulled it back a little bit in 22, uh, in 23 even. And it's just like next year, just at least February. Yeah, it, you, you know, they, like they, the week, they did, they did the February one year, the didn't Super they? Sorry, they did February one year, didn't they? Yeah, I swear, pre-pandemic, it was more more likely February than anything else. Sure I swear, I might yeah. be wrong. No, I'm, I'm sure there was one in February. But it. it this this is the thing. It was about three and a half hours long, and there just wasn't really much of incident. I mean, Hugh Grant called himself a scrotum after having one of the most awkward red carpet interviews of all time. But to be fair, it's Hugh Grant. Don't ask him inane questions. Yeah, because you're not going to get a good response. No, he. The thing is, it was. It was one of those ones where people were saying, he's being rude. And it's like, I don't think he's being rude. I just think he's going, I don't get why you're asking me this. And I don't... And he's not... It's a strange one. He kind of is being rude, but it's reactionary rude. It, it's... Who am I... Who are you wearing? What, what, what do you mean? Yeah. You know, like, who made it? My, my tailor. You know, it, it's just like, he's just answering the question. But yeah. it's just, he's thinking... That's a fucking weird question. <laughs> it's it, The thing is, it's highly possible Hugh Grant lives in a world where he doesn't know that the who are you wearing thing is a thing. And people go, well, of course he does. He He's Hugh Grant. He might not. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, no, ex- yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that, um, but, and, and I will always refer back to this, that I have met Hugh Grant once and he was a delight. <laughs> That's yeah, that that that's it. I, you know, I think if if he's having a conversation with you that he's at least somewhat invested in, I bet he's fine. Yeah, he's just he's I, he just seems like someone where if he doesn't really, if he's not particularly bothered about the, I mean, the one thing I would say is why did he stop in the first place? Yeah, to, for the he probably could have walked past. Yeah, but that, I, I, who knows? That's it. It's one of those things. Like there's there's, there's widely stuff, and there's also an element of. Why is he there? <laughs> like, I can see him being at the Vanity Fair after party, but the actual Oscars just—it just—it seems like he'd be bored. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was nice that he presented with Andy McDowell. Don't get me wrong, but it, you know, it's just well, it must have been like the thirty years since Four Weddings or something like that. But it just when when that is kind of the most talked about thing. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, cool. She's got an Oscar. That's the thing is, she's fine in it. She's fine in it, and, and the, I, the 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 bonkers thing here is, I liked everything everywhere all at once. Um, I need to rewatch it because I am also a little bit like, look, I liked it. How how the fuck do people like it this much? And not that's not well, me yeah. criticizing how the fuck do people like it this much. It's more of me going, 
I don't remember anything within it being how do people like it this much. So I need to rewatch it again to find out, look, how do people like it this much? It's bonkers that people it, have got, like, obsessively taken to it when, let's face it, 12 months ago, it didn't exist. Like, like it wasn't even one that was on anyone's radar as on its way. The, 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 the thing is, I, I almost feel like next year something super, super traditional is going to come out or something that's just like not exactly for a, like a wide audience. Killers I'm the thinking Flower particularly Moon. Bradley Cooper's Maestro or mm. Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, it's like, going to be a very it, serious it, one, not a fun one. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, and it's it, I, it's it's interesting because I think that the, the winners over the last few years have been all over the fucking place. You know, I mean, Shape of Water, Green Book, um, Parasite, Nomadland, Coda, everything everywhere all at once. Like, just a wild selection of films. But just with the Jamie Lee Curtis thing, she's not even the best supporting actress in the film. And to be fair, as meh on Black Panther Wakanda Forever as I am... Angela Bassett's good in it. She's she has only got a few scenes, but they basically every single one is an Oscar scene, and she's Angela Bassett. And I did, I did like that she didn't feign. Yay for Jamie Lee Curtis, just <laughs> be stony faced. Fair enough. Yeah, you know you thought you were going to win that, and you didn't. Yeah, she did the full Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> Yeah, 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 quite. I, I just, I, I, I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis, she kind of just, she can she campaigned really, really well. She was all over the fucking place, and people like her. And it is a, it is a bit of a career one, but, and like I say, it's not even the best supporting actress performance in that film. The, the thing is, it is a bit of a career one, and you know these happen quite a lot. And we've got to remember, this is. This is Tony Curtis and Janet Lee's daughter. Yeah. But the other bit there, with regards to um, Jamie Lee Curtis, she's she's been a genre pick actress pretty much her entire career. She's mm. pretty much stuck to to genre pieces. You know, she had the, the brief kind of forays into other bits, but you know, she's even when she did. Things like um, True Lies. She's very much poking fun at herself. So I'm a little bit like, do you know what? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 the, the, the thing is, the film was my number two film of last year. I was so happy for Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Um, and I thought that speech was lovely as well. Really, really nice speech. Um, the Daniels... One of them mentioned his genius a couple of times, which yeah. was I, I. He was kind of making a wider point, but it was a bit weird. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy about that. It just, it would have been if it was in like February, it probably would have felt more, more of a surprise. Yes, yeah, it probably would have done. Does it? Right, we'll come to another one of the awards because I've got a bit of a thing about one of where one of the awards is going. Pretty much consistently starting to make me go hmm a little bit. So yeah, but that was so best point actually. Yeah, I, I do agree. She's not 
She's not even the best one. I still think it should have been Kerry Condon, but it was never going to happen. Do you know what? I think I'd probably agree with that. Yeah. Kerry Condon is... I don't know. Everyone's really strong, but she is great in that film. I'm now at the thing of going, right, do you know what? It's it's fun that everything everywhere won it, you know. um, Yes, brilliant that Michelle Yeoh, Jimmy Lee Curtis, um, Kihu Kwan... These guys and Brendan Fraser, even though I am starting to lean towards, I'm not sure that is as good a performance as people really want to be. Brendan Fraser has won that because it's in a film that can win it, and he's Brendan Fraser. Sure. Um, I am now starting to get to the point of going, so hang on a minute, Banshees didn't win anything, Anything. and it's as good as it is. And And the thing, I'm like that for Tar, you know what I mean? The thing is, I can see why Tar didn't win things, though. Um, in the sense that I really like Tar, I think it's a great film, but it's very dry. Um, but in a, in like a, it's so dry, but it's like, it, it's dry in a restaurant that you've paid a lot of money to go to and you've had a great time. It's not dry as in, I've lived on this packet of crackers in a cave for six weeks. Right, okay. Um but like it didn't even win um original screenplay and now i'm starting to look at original screenplay and looking at it going is it just me or is original screenplay kind of always being nominated to and going to people who have made the film so it's not like oh that's interesting so you look at it so the nominations here Everything Everywhere won it. Fair enough. I'm not sure that should have won screenplay. I'll be honest. It's a very visual movie. It's a very well-performed movie. I'm just not sure that the screenplay is as good as Tar, Triangle of Sadness, or Banshees. (laughs) But I might be talking complete bollocks. (laughs) No, no, but you, I, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying there, and you're right. It's, I, I, I can see the it's argument. Probably for, not for, 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 for the film being better than some of those films, but just the screenplay. I'm not people, the story and the MacGuffin of something like Banshees is why people are going. You're not going to Banshees for the, the great visuals, whereas. The visuals are front and centre in everything, everywhere. But the other point that I am very clumsily trying to make is everything, everywhere, written by the guys who made the film. Banshees, written by the guy who made the film. The Fable Runs, you know, co-written by the guy who made the film, who doesn't normally write the films that he makes. Tar, written by the guy who made the film. Triangle of Sadness, written by the guy who made the film. And it's kind of becoming a little bit of a trend, this... (laughs) So I think in the past, like over the past like 10, 12 years, there's only been two winners of that <laughs> that aren't the writer of the actual, that are also the person who made the film. And that's The King's Speech and Promising Young Woman. The mm. rest of them are, Branner won it last year. Parasite won it, Green Book, Get Out, Manchester by the Sea, um, Birdman, uh, Django, Midnight Impact. Fucking hell, yeah. Woody Allen won one, didn't he? Wow. 
Yep. That's not even like a... That's only just over a decade ago. But then when you start going back to the previous decade, Hurt Locker, Milk, uh, Juno, Little Miss Sunshine, Crash, you know, these are people who didn't make the films. Yeah, it's just it's a, it's a weird little phenomenon that I've noticed in the past few years that's making me go like, are they being given like the screenplay ones because they don't want to give them film or director? Uh, it's it, it's odd because with everything everywhere, it kind of almost feels like people just ticked ticked it because they liked yeah you know because they liked it. That's that's the thing. It just like I, I feel like it was just a bit of a consensus. Hey, people actually like this one, mm. and it, and it it shows that we're young and hip and with it you know I, it, it's I don't, the thing is they've done a lot to diversify their membership but it is fucking crazy that what like four years ago this same group of people gave best picture to green book i and the thing is i don't hate green book green books but green book's fine let's be honest green book yes it's not amazing or anything like that and but it's 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 all right you know it, it's a fine film I mean, God, last year it was Coda. Did, did, did you ever watch Coda? I still don't watch Coda. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, uh, God, Coda and Nomadland. Oh, fuck, fuck. Nomadland. I, 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 I liked Nomadland. I will go to my grave having never watched Nomadland again. I'll tell you that for free. I will, um, I will and, go to my grave having never watched it as well again. I will also... Yeah, fight anybody who tries to disagree with the fact that that is a horrible piece of filmmaking. Yeah, I, I, but then also, All Quiet on the Western Front won four, I want to say. Um, <laughs> the thing is, when I woke up in the morning and saw that it won, it had won um, Best um, Cinematography, I just couldn't get your, your phrase of... Great for just putting the war is hell filter on it. <laughs> I, I swear to God, that's what it is. Like, and the score as well, just like I, I wild, wild. Um, but I don't know. Fine, whatever. It's won like eleven Baftas and four Oscars, and it was. The film that Netflix like initially put the least amount of effort into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Netflix literally shut it out on a Thursday. <laughs> it's what? Yeah, I mean, it's cra- crazy, crazy. Um, but yeah, I you know it just the actual ceremony itself. I mean, I thought Kimmel's monologue was all right. Yeah. Uh, the I mean, like the Babylon joke, like that went down really badly in the room. I mean, it was mean, but it was I, I don't know. I thought it was quite funny. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like the uh, there was uh, there was a good Tom Cruise jab, um, and just him going like, "We work in a silly industry." Like he made a joke and laughed. It was like we really work in a silly industry, and it's like just that that nice bit of acknowledgement of this is all a bunch of bollocks, and I know this, and I hope you lot know this. I appreciated that, but also Nicole, the, Nicole Kidman. Uh, like, yeah, uh, congratulations on getting out of that theatre that you've been stuck in for the last couple of years. And, like, you know, Nicole Kidman's just spent the last couple of years telling people already in the movie theatre how magical the movie theatre is. You know, well done, Nicole. Yeah. That was, that was good value. Um, but then, I don't know, Elizabeth Banks comes out with a cocaine bear. 
cool. Yeah. You know what? What else? Travolta teared up before the in memoriam, which was sweet. And yeah, they left out a, a, a fair few people. <laughs> oh yeah, Mira Savino wasn't happy, was she? Yeah, she fucking shouldn't be. <laughs> no, no, it, it, that that's that was a weird one. Yeah, the guy was in like a lot of Oscar-nominated movies. He was a member of the Academy, I believe. <laughs> And just the fact that they, they did, like, Ray Liotta. I don't know if you watched The Immemorial, but Ray Liotta, they spent a little bit longer on him as well. And it was, a, a, a pretty sure it was, a clip, like, a bit from Goodfellas. Okay, now. And then you don't have Paul Sorvino in it as well. Just do him before or after. Yeah. Yeah, just... It was, yeah, there's, I mean... Ah. Uh, there's no one that I'm going, you, well, they, they were fucking robbed. But there's a little bit, like... Yeah, fine. These are all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, yeah. I like. I'll, like I say, I kind of feel like we might have run out of things to talk about. Wait, what? What one best? I've just realised I've never actually checked, or I, I, I haven't registered what one um, best. I mean, it featured with Pinocchio. I wanted. I'll tell you, Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it was. Yeah. That's fair enough. Again, just zero surprise. Yeah, just zero surprise. I think that's probably why I forgot which one had won it, because it was, yeah, it was that. I just, like, you know, and hey, I didn't like Babylon as much as you, but, like, that losing best score to All Quiet on the Western Front is actually a travesty. Yeah, because that fucking score is great. Yeah, it's a really, really good score. Really and, good score. But people are really angry that John Williams didn't win, because he's John Williams. Why didn't John Williams win? John Williams should always win. What? <laughs> John Williams is fine. <laughs> John, yeah. John Williams has got a few. <laughs> He's gonna be okay. Uh, but uh, for for those uh, who may have watched my Oscar betting on the Patreon, I ended up losing about fifteen pound. Ah, uh, mind. That's the fun you take, isn't it? I actually didn't bet this year because I wasn't watching it. <laughs> nah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Um, also, before we move away from news, um, yeah, it's kind of developing today, but uh, Tarantino's new film. Yeah. Uh, I am absolutely dreading the discourse on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the movie critic. It's going to be about a female movie critic in the 1970s. No wonder who that might be based around. <laughs> yeah, quite. Um, oh, God. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be great. Just if I, if if, uh, if this is going to be his last film, like and he means that, and it is going to be his last film, can you imagine the cast that are going to be in that? Uh huh. Oh yeah. Going to be in. I I think Travolta's coming back. Oh, that would be good. I man. I I, ju- I just think I think Travolta's coming back. Um, it, it, I think it, if if there wasn't the health problems, I think Willis would have come back. But obviously that there is. Um, but yeah, I could see Travolta being back. I could see. Um, I, I reckon he's gonna go for right. Who were my Who were my original boys and who were my new boys? Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, and we're all we, agreed that Margot Robbie is going to end up playing the <laughs> critic. You, you, yeah, you'd probably think so, wouldn't you? But I want Catherine Hahn. 
I don't know why. I kind of just imagine Catherine Hahn as a female film critic, but it, it's going to be somebody like Margot Robbie. It's going to be like Margot Robbie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's move away from all of that and into trailers. Um, so, premiering during the Oscars, and this was a thing as well. So, basically, um, a, uh, the, the, the Academy said, right, for like, I think it was like $6 million a piece or something, two studios, right, you can have a few minutes in the Oscars. $6 million, you can do what you want. So Warner Brothers did this thing where it was just talking about 100 years of Warner Brothers and it was just a bunch of clips from Warner Brothers films, which was weird, apparently. That and then Halle Bailey and uh, Melissa McCarthy come out and just basically just introduced a trailer for The Little Mermaid. <laughs> And like, and people were saying like, oh, it was really gross, and it would like really mess with the flow of the film. And it's like, but I, I, th- I think premiering trailers during the Oscars, or even if you do it in the ad breaks, is a very good idea. And why don't people do it? Um, I don't have a problem with that. I've got a problem with the fact that the Little Mermaid looks like it was directed by a blind man. Yeah, yeah. My issue there is, is Becky was talking about it and was saying that. So, I've gone from being, like I said, I've gone from being like, zero interest in the Little Mermaid to, oh, Melissa McCarthy's playing Ursula. I've like a little bit of interest to, oh, this is the discourse behind it. I am fucking rooting for this movie, and I'm a little bit like that. Apart from the fact that it looks shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, I really, really want it to be good, but it looks like crap, and Eric looks like a nerd. Yeah, it just, it, it just. It looks fucking hideous. Yeah, it, it really does. I'm watching it going, do you know what? This is why you don't need... This is why these films don't have live action. Because you're now going, ah, oh, fuck, imagine if this Imagine if this was real. And you look at it and go, oh, it's weird. It's weird, it's real. It's just a fucking mermaid now. It's just a mermaid. Yeah. And the fucking fish can't talk. What the fuck's going on? This is shit. Why did we want like, these things? It's dark in the sea. Yeah, yep. I'm sure it is. Sure well it is. done. Sure it is. But can't we have a fucking, like, a weird fucking fish playing on, like, a, a bone xylophone? So, uh, none of us can look at it and go, so wait a minute, they turn their corpses into instruments. That's macabre. <laughs> <laughs> that is, well, it's the animal kingdom, isn't it? It is. Uh, I, 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 yeah, it looks, it, it just, it looks rough. <laughs> I, mean, I know everyone's saying it, but it does. Yeah, it does. And I want it to make a shitload of money to just to piss people off, to piss yeah. the right people off. But also, it kind of it's probably not gonna, and it's not because those people aren't gonna watch it. It's because everybody else isn't gonna watch it because it looks crap. Yeah, yeah, quite. I mean, Halle Bailey looks absolutely fine. Got a good voice on her, yeah. obviously, you know. And the, the couple of little light looks at Melissa McCarthy, it was like, yeah, cool, all right. Ursula in human form, played by Melissa McCarthy. That works. Well, well, That's fine. That was it, literally, when Bex said, I, a few months ago, um, when I think one of the other trailers or something came out, Bex said to me, look, that film all hangs on who's playing Ursula, though, doesn't it? And I saw looks and went, do you know who's playing Ursula? And she's like... No, who? I was like, it's Melissa McCarthy. And Bex just went from being like this fight face of, well, no, who? Because she figured it would just be some shit. She went, oh, 
oh, well, that's got me interested now. It's kind of like, yeah, go on then. Yeah. As soon as you say it, you go, yeah, that's the right person to play that character. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a great idea. Sorry, I'm just going to blow my nose a sec. Yeah. <clears throat> Apologies. But yeah, I just... Uh... Looks rough. Looks look rough. Yeah. Um, I think I've got one other, and it's not a particularly big one. So have you got anything? No, I've got one other, and it, it yeah, I think it's probably the same one as you've got. There's there's been a oh. few out, but I've just not watched them. <laughs> what what's yours? No hard feelings, is it? Oh shit! No, I completely forgot about that. Uh, I don't know why I forgot. I I know why I forgot it because I passed out. Uh, so, um, yeah, no hard feelings. Um, I uh, yeah yeah I yeah. The thing is. Right, I'm going to say something about this now. Because a lot of people have been like, really like, oh, this looks fucking great. And I'm watching it going, hang on a minute. <laughs> right. No. You can't come to this, you can't join this fucking party and just because it's Jennifer fucking Lawrence and it isn't somebody like Catherine fucking Heigl say, that looks great. No. <laughs> it looks... I will watch that, and I think it looks great, but it kind of also looks like shit as well. And no, I'm it does. Watch, and I'm watching it going, if that is about what that trailer makes it seem like it's about, my God, what is going on? <laughs> I just like I just need I just need a couple of scenes of Jennifer Lawrence like really heavily trying to come on to a guy. Yeah, like that's all. I, I'm very very it, basic. This this feels a little bit like. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence has sat down with her, like with her accountant and her agent, and they've gone, uh, Jen. <laughs> She's gone, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you mean you know those Hunger Games movies and like those X Men movies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you haven't been doing those kind of movies for a few years, have you? No, I don't want to do those movies. All right, all right. Yeah, you need some money. Yeah, <laughs> you need some money. She's gone. I'm not doing a Marvel movie. And they've gone, oh, no, no, they're not asking you. Uh, but what we have <laughs> is this. And she's gone, ah, fuck it, yeah, go on. <laughs> Which is, yeah, fine by me. I'm not expecting much out of it, don't get me wrong. But it's directed by the guy who directed Good Boys, and I, I quite enjoyed that. That's it. Um, but but between, between this and that fucking dog one, Strays? Yep. Like, yeah, let's go. I reckon Strays could end up being a quiet hit. Like, I, I, I do really fucking... Like, Ted Money. I think Strays could do that. The trailer for it was on before um, something Creed it might have been. And the reaction to a fairly busy audience was was fucking howling with laughter. Nice. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what we... What did we get? We got a few horror trailers before Scream. We got... The Pope's Exorcist, which I'm just fucking so in for, it's ridiculous. Um, um, I am. Um, the more I see about the uh, the Evil Dead, the less I am interested in it. It just, it looks. The more I see about it, it looks like right. So you're just going for just really fucking nasty. All right, cool. Don't know whether I care anymore. <laughs> and there was another one that we got that was a horror one that I can't remember what it was. That looks perfectly fine. Uh, so my last one is uh, Blackberry, the story of Blackberry, the phone. Um, oh, because yeah, because of course we need that. Uh, I'll, I'll, 
it, it, it looks quite fun. I bet it is. It looks like, it, it looks like it's going to be a disaster. Like, it just determines what actually happens in it. And it's Jay Baruchel with, like, this fucking silver fox haircut. It's very odd. He's fucking... Um, he's... Coriel was in that as well. No, I don't think so, but I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, no, um, it is Coriel was. Oh, it is Coriel was. Yeah. All right, fine. Right, well, that'll be, yeah, that'll be why it was the guy. He's fucking yeah. cropping up in some stuff this year. This yeah, 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 he is. I, I, like, I don't know. I think it, it looks all right. It looks like one you do not need to go out to the cinema to see. Don't get me wrong. And I'm hoping a streamer picks it up over here. Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I quite like tech stories. Oh, and, I, I, like, I will have a great time watching this on a Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Cariel was fair enough. <laughs> so, should we get reviewy? Yeah, we'll do Operation Fortune first because uh, right, that's, that, that's, that's the one that Bex will be. She liked. She really liked it, but we'll be. She, she will more want to speak about Scream. <laughs> Let's chat yeah, about. Okay, no, that's fine. Um, well, I mean, I, I can. We, we could do a little bit of what we've been up to. Uh, if if you'd rather wait. Uh, I think she's still got about another half an hour. That's all. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, all right. Well, fine. All right. Um, actually, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my what. Uh, what else I've been up to because I've only got a few. I'll do mine, and then we'll get into Operation Fortune. See where we are. Yeah, fuck it, yeah. Alright, so I talked about John Wick Chapter 2 last week, didn't I? Yes. Yeah, pretty sure I did. Yeah, okay. So, um, I watched Your Place or Mine Ooh. after you talked about it last week. Yes, um, go on then. Because you, so you, you like, referenced something, that, that one of the one of the few interesting bits that I wanted to talk about um, in it, and I completely forgot. Uh, but you're going to speak about it, and I will, yeah. Yeah, so Tignataro plays like the friend yep. in it. And in every single scene <laughs> she is in, every single scene, I actually think she might not put it down. Nope. She's got a coffee cup in her hand. Yep. <laughs> There's and, even one like at night. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very distracting. And I fucking know that she was doing that on purpose for some reason known only to Tignataro. But I kind of respected it. Yeah. Like, no matter where she is, she has a coffee in her hand. Yeah. Including, um, like, we're seeing where she's in a car, in a park, <laughs> at work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, bad film, though, eh? Um, it's not very good, is it? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like... I'm, absolutely zero chemistry between Witherspoon and Kuchter. Uh And I mean, like, they're barely on screen together anyway. Um, do, you know, do you get a thing, though, that, that Reese Witherspoon's character is actually a piece of shit? <laughs> he, She's not a good person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. To be honest, my, my predominant thing was, like, Jesse Williams is right there. He's a perfectly... Good looking dude, he's got some fucking piercing blue eyes. Um And literally just, you were just fucking him. And then all of a sudden you decide, oh no, actually I I, I like this other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It just yeah, I the Steve Zahn character, just what 
what? Okay, so basically, so Ashton Kutcher could have a realization in like the start of the third act. Yeah, cool. All right then. Um, really, I, I, I do get the feeling that Steve Zahn literally had no like no scripts, no guidelines other than just just be Steve Zahn-y. <laughs> Oh, I said I said to Donna, I bet he just walked past the set and they were just like, Steve, you got five minutes. Yeah. And, and, but it, the thing is, anytime Steve Zahn is in anything and on screen, it makes things just better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's far better a presence than that role required. Yeah, because he, he doesn't give a shit. And his line delivery of um, the... So, you do you, you spend... How do you get time to do your garden? It's like, well, no, the guy does my garden. Like, it's really normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I, it's just very, very low effort. Kind of felt like it was just like, we're going to coast by because it's Reese Witherspoon doing a rom-com and she hasn't done one of these in fucking ages. Mm. So people will watch it. And yeah, I really very, very little to talk about. I, 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 I did like the, basically, the the assumption that her son the reason why he's kind of like unpopular and whatnot is just basically because he doesn't have a male presence in the home. And as soon as Ashton Kutcher's influence like comes in there, yeah, there's some bumps along the way, but by the end he's happy playing a manly sport like hockey, even though I thought he was trans at the start. (laughs) It's just, I, I, all the way through I was thinking, so, does like Reese with a spoon like own shares in a luggage company that has you know that heavily advertises spinners because that could be the only reason why they keep on going on about them. I mean, uh, to be to be fair, luggage with four wheels is a fucking game changer. I mean, it, yeah, it's fine. It's just it doesn't need to be referenced as often as it is in that movie. I I reference it quite a lot. When we go on holiday, I'll be honest. I really, really like I like our luggage with the four wheels. I mean, my luggage has got four wheels, and I, I, I haven't been abroad in. Yeah, you don't go anywhere. No. It's going to be a game changer for you when you go on holiday next month. Yeah, and when I when I am inevitably watching your place or mine on the aeroplane because it's one of the few movies that I have downloaded because I forgot to delete it, I'll be like, "Yep, they're right about that fucking spinner, though, ain't they, mate?" To the guy who's sat next to me. Yep, too right. Right. So your place or mine, disappointing. Do you know what's not disappointing? Go on. Titanic. <laughs> it's not. Right. It's a good film. Straight up, Saturday evening. I mentioned to Donna like the day before, like I've got an itching to watch Titanic again because it was coming up on Disney+. Plus. So she, she was like, yeah, I'll watch that with you. And like literally we started watching it on Saturday evening thinking like we're not going to get through all this. Got through all of it. What a fucking film. What a film is Titanic? Deary me. When, like, you, when you get away from all the... They both could fit on that plank nonsense. Um, the... My heart will go on um, and the romance bit and look at the rest of the movie because that is a lot more of the movie. Um, it's fucking... It's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it is fucking tragic. Like, it's... Yes, the, the the film pulls off the magic trick of happy having like a happy ending of her basically 
dying, but like being with Jack again or whatever the fuck that stuff meant. But Cameron's, um, Cam- Cameron's point about that was sorry to jump in a second, but Cameron's yeah, thing no, about, no. about it was, you know, this movie is it is what twenty six years old. Yes. Right? And his thing there was nobody. If I'd have said, if I'd have sat down and gone, I want to make a movie about the about the Titanic disaster, they wouldn't have given me two hundred million dollars to do it. But I go sit down and go, I want to make a love story between yeah. these two characters, and this is what the love story is. It's you've got one, she's from rich society, and you've got another one who's from a poorer society, and everything like that. And they're going to be played by Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, and there's going to be all this. Oh, by the way, it's set on the fucking Titanic. Studios are just going to go. Wait, was it two hundred million you need? Yeah, right. Write the check now. Give him the check now. Mm. Yeah, and, and the it just uh, the thing is, it's a five out of five for me. It's an absolute banger. I think it's brilliant. I think the love story works like perfectly well as well. Um, but I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again because it, it's really, really hits different uh, as you get older and as the love story aspect kind of like ebbs away a little bit and you're left with the sheer and the thing is it's not disaster porn because like Cameron plays it all very very tastefully apart maybe apart from that one guy who like clangs yeah the clank the, the clank is a little bit like <laughs> that's a bit <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um but the like the, the idea of the, the the people being trapped and uh, like uh, 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 in the lower decks like there's this irish woman who's like oh yeah you know well yeah we're gonna we're gonna try and get out and they, they've got to let the, the the first class people in first and then the, like the next scene you you see with her it's like as the ship is sinking and her she's with her kids and they've gone to sleep and she's just kind of like stroking their faces and stuff and just waiting for the water to come it's jesus christ you know, and it's that kind of mood for like a solid forty-five minutes an hour. Well, it's it's, um, it, it, it's the it's the same amount of time it took the Titanic to sink or something bad, bad, bad shit like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it absolutely wild, um, like heartbreaking. You know, like so so sad. You got this shit that. Like any like class like class of life is on that ship, but then in the end of the day, who are the, like who are the people who predominantly get saved? Just the like the rich people, because they were cocky, too cocky to put enough lifeboats on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. But I mean, like, Kate Winslet is is great. I will say that car gets very very sweaty. <laughs> like. I mean, it, it's actually bizarre just how much fucking sex mist there is in the air. It, it's a little bit like, how cold was it outside that car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of wild. Um, and the painfully like one of your French girls as well. I mean, it, it is like... That's, that's some full-on boobs. And that's some full-on sexualized nudity as well. Yeah, you know, like, and it, and it was a twelve, and it, I mean, fair play because it's not like nudity, like as a nature study or something. It is like 
hello boys, here's Kate Winslet with her tits out. You know? yep. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. I it, it, it It's a hell of a film, is Titanic. It's just this mad bastard practical effort that we will never, ever, ever, ever see the like of again. And obviously Cameron's now like fully embraced CGs, creating new worlds and things like that. But the telling of a real world tragedy, you will not get something as practical as this ever again, unless Christopher Nolan is just given all the money on earth to recreate something. Mm. Like, And I, I, I don't know whether that's going to happen because I think his... Massive, max, massive box office days may be behind him. I hope I'm wrong, but I think they might be. Um. So yeah, there you go, Titanic. What a, what a movie. Um. And that is it for me. All right, I'll 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 do I'll do mine. Um. Spoiler alert for we're we're gonna obviously we're gonna review Scream Six. There, I rewatched Scream Five. Oh, I rewatched Scream Five as well. Yeah. Sorry. I, oh, did I do that last week? I Sorry. Did. I can't remember now. I can't remember. I think you did it last week. Yeah, I did it last week. Sorry, Mark. Bex did it last week as well, and then she rewatched it again with me. Right. Because um, I couldn't really remember what happened. I could remember what happened, but I couldn't remember how it happened. And then when I started watching it, I started to remember everything that happened, and I was quite bored. Um, Carry on, my wayward son. Yeah, I just right, and we'll we'll, we'll get to this because it's because no spoiler alerts for the for my review of, of the next one, but all of the screen films, with the exception of the first one, are too long, <laughs> and the first one also might be too long. But yeah, I was just I was just quite bored, and then the it, it kind of doesn't make sense either. There's a little bit of a. Um. Oh, so Melissa Barrera, yeah, she's wait, she's Billy Loomis's illegitimate child. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, not buying it. <laughs> nope, nope, not buying it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, okay. Uh, just and the thing is, that you're supposed to allow a level of suspension of disbelief in these movies, and I often do, but I was also really irritated by like you know like the new cast that you've got like the only one that I didn't mind was Wes and he died really quickly <laughs> mm. yeah it's it's gonna be interesting when we talk about the new one then well yeah I may have changed my opinion on some characters based yeah, on same. how on how they were in uh, in number six um, so yeah, there are, there is one character that I am, I maintained my opinion of, and it has only deepened my dislike for them, and there's another one that I have gone fucking 180 on completely. Okay, interesting. Um, I also, uh, rewatched The Sandlot 2, um, because I'm me, um, not it's not as good as the Sandlot. It's not even very good. Um, was made like quite a few years after, like twelve years after. There was no need to to make this movie, um, and it's like the first one was set in like nineteen sixty two. This one's set in nineteen seventy two, 
and basically tries to tell almost the same story, but like it, yeah, it's just not very good and has none of the wit or charm of the uh, of the first one uh, out there. So the less said about that, the better. And then I watched oh, two more. Uh, actually, went to. Um, I'll I'll break this up because it's just it's not just what I've been watching. It's what what have I been up to? Um, obviously, last week went to see Suede uh, with Becky um, and No um, of this this parish on occasions. Um, yeah, we went through to to Manchester. Well, stayed Marple stayed at Noel's and went to see uh, Suede uh, the first time Noel has seen them, uh, despite being a fan for. 30 years, and I think it was my seventh time and Beck's fifth time mm. uh, seeing them. Yeah, uh, and it was a really good, really good night. Um, had a little bit too much to drink. Uh, yes, no, you're right. It was that last G&T. It was that's fault. It wasn't anything else. It wasn't the several pints and the um, fucking rum and cokes we were drinking earlier. It was just that last G&T. Absolutely, G and T is the devil that, that, tips, that tips the fucking balance. That bastard there. Yep. Uh, yep. But yeah, it was a fun night. The band were the band were great. Uh, really bonkers seeing a band that had that much energy still, and it very much wasn't just a greatest hits. They the latest album is very very good, um, and they played an awful lot off that. Um, it wasn't just a. A novelty act just doing uh, their hits. You still got some hits, but you had some surprises in there as well. So that was a, a very fun evening. Um, and then yeah. I've also so I I tend to watch these these a few of these films like back to back. So I watched Breakfast Club again, and I watch these every few years. Um, I, my brain gets in a bit of a John Hughes thing, and it's because I saw I was watching something on YouTube. Um, and then the next video came along, and it was, um, it was like it was a trailer for. Do you remember that documentary um, that got made about a decade ago, maybe, where um, they tried to make a documentary about you know what happened to John Hughes, and their big thing was that they were going to get an interview with John Hughes, and then oh. they didn't. <laughs> yes, and he yeah. and he sadly died literally like a few months later. Um, yeah, and so the like, I think the last, the last, you know, recording of him speaking in public was him saying down like his um, intercom. No, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this interview. <laughs> um, Brilliant, good. And I saw like, the, the trailer for that came on, and it, it made me go, ah, do you know what? I've still not seen that documentary. And then I decided, do you know what? I'm going to rewatch Breakfast Club. Um. I think I've spoke about this before on the podcast, but it is odd the fact that it, it now this film now hits differently because you know I, I grew up watching this movie, you know, from being younger than the people in it, then being the age of the people in it, and then being a little bit older than them, to now having a daughter that is now older than the age of the cast, their supposed ages within the within the movie. It's it's really odd. You've been on this weird journey of, you know, you can take this movie in all these different ways and there's also this thing of, you know, the, the newfangled bit of retroactively looking at um, the interpersonal politics or the, you know, the relationships within these movies in a 
looking at them now and judging them with now's um, pr- principles, etc. Like there is an awful lot of use of the word fag in this um, in this film, and it is it is odd that that that's it still is a little bit like ooh, that's a little bit of a you know a misstep. But then again, it is also well actually no because that character probably would say that, and it's the film isn't kind of reveling in it so I'm still a little bit like that with it um, but also as well it's the beauty of the fact that for all intents and purposes this is a, a 90 minute movie about five people talking to each other hmm. you know who have a little it is almost majoritively set it's all set in the school and it's almost all set within the the library uh, that is there. You have they, they go on the little sojourn for that that one moment within it. But it's just amazing the fact that you've had that this movie a was made for like a million dollars um, and grossed like over fifty. But since then, obviously, as in so many different iterations, will have made an absolute fucking shit ton of money. Um, and is you know is an iconic film. Um, that is out there but yeah it's just about just five people just talking to each other it's kind of brilliant and it is just the the strength of the of the writing and of the conversations and of the performances that are within it that it's absolutely magnetising to watch as well and it gets in and gets its shit done in 90 fucking minutes because it doesn't need to do anything other than focus on these um, on these characters that it so brilliantly establishes in the first 10 minutes of well this is this person, this is this person this is this person, this is this person by having the having one of the characters explain who they are in the credits it's just it's such a a great watch still, even after all these years. That yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and then went straight from that straight into rewatching Pretty in Pink because I pretty much tend to always double bill these two movies. Um, and again, I the fucking Pretty in Pink's the one that gets it all done in you know before credits, about sort of ninety two minutes, um, mm. and that's. Bonkers that again, it's the you know, it's a film that's very much dealing with simplicities of you know, school politics of rich and poor. And it does this idea of going, well, this school is has very rich and very poor, and no in between. You're either rich or you're poor, and the two shall not meet. And it kind of does that in such a in a really um almost like almost easy way but making it feel like right these are two completely fucking different worlds and they shouldn't cross and it's it's quite clever that it, it never actually it it never paints either as being right or wrong both of them have their problems um and great performances from John Cryer um as Ducky um um, Molly Ringwald as, as Andy, but then fucking just James Spader just coming in and just being just the most James Spader that you can be is just fucking glorious. It's like 
you're watching him going, you are playing just just this utter, absolute fucking piece of shit. But it, it just works so well. It's almost too natural to Spader to play these just absolute arseholes. It is just an absolute thing of beauty, James Spader's character <laughs> in this movie. It really is. He's just such a shit. And the fact that it's it's established that he's only doing it because he's trying to crack onto Andy and she doesn't she just fobs him off. And so he is just a prick because of that. There is no it is there's no depth to him. He's just a piece of shit. And the fact that you've got Andrew McCarthy actually calls him on it and says, you know, you you're a piece of shit, and the thing is you know it, and he just kind of shrugs. And it's yeah, it's kind of glorious. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was all I all I all I watched this week. All I did this week was that and that. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna grab it. Well, I think we should come back in with some breaking news before. Huh. Uh, oh yeah, what's that? Before we we, we start talking about Operation Fortune. Uh, yeah. So James Gunn has announced he's directing the Superman movie. Oh, has he? Yeah, in news that will surprise nobody. Yeah. Yes, so he's tweeted saying, Yes, I'm directing Superman Legacy to be released on July 11th, 2025. Right, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Apparently it's all because of his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Emphatically unexcited yeah, about that. It is, isn't it? It's just like, oh, there's going to be a new Superman movie. All right, he's going to have Henry Cavill in it. No. Oh, that's a little bit disappointing. Oh, um, it's going to be part of this new, the, 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 the new wave of DC. All right, great. Is that one that James Gunn's behind? Yeah, yeah, I'm less interested now. All right, yeah. Oh, James Gunn's going to direct it. Oh, fuck off. Is it just going to be that he's going to direct all of the big ones? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just why is it not coming up on bloody Google? Like, what well, the thing is here, right? Now it doesn't matter whether this is good or not. What happens if if Guardians Three just ends up being just as meekly received as everything else Marvel have done for the past few years? It's just like, is the, you know, is the fucking gun coaster still going to be fucking rocking around doing fucking loop-de-loops? Or is it going to be a little bit of a, well, actually, (laughs) actually, what has he done for us lately? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's... I, I, I'm 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 so conflicted on James Gunn because like, I, he's like a kind of like a geek done good and all that you know and he's he's been through the trenches you know writing all the trauma stuff and he's kind of worked his way up, mm-hmm. but it's like you look at his Twitter profile icon, and you see that like when he went to the Shazam premiere I think it was like yesterday it was like he did a picture in his limo with his wife with. 
not much on her chest and like a bunch of women in the background. And it is just a bit like, yeah, all right, mate. Well done. Put it back in your box. Yeah, it, cool. it, it is a little bit like he's, do you know what? He's enjoying it and fair enough. Fuck it. Enjoy it, mate. But I don't know whether this cult of director being the star, but like, I don't know, a different type of star like the him and the Taika Waititi's of this world, where it's a bit like, are they just annoying? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, I, I don't know. I... Would I would I prefer a director like this or a director like William Friedkin, where he's literally shooting guns on set to try and get performances out of people? Yeah, I I I yeah, I don't know. I just I'm very very out of love with the with Hollywood and whatnot in general. You know, like it I, it was interesting. Like the Oscars, apparently, the like the scuttlebutt was a lot of like the actors were basically in the bar all night, apart from when they had something they had an interest in, and that didn't used to happen. But it was just like a lot of seat fillers during the other awards. And there's just a whole... Like, I I don't know... God, it's an existential thing, but like how much people are actually in it for the art and how much they're in it for their egos. And maybe they were always more in it for their egos than the art, but it kind of feels like there's just a lot more of the look at me about fucking all aspects of Hollywood now and not just the actors. It's the, it's bothers me. It's the Instagramification of Hollywood. Yeah. It's they, they, one of the Daniels talking about my genius. Yeah. It's the, they can make, you know, they can make as much money from having an Instagram account that's got, 80 million followers as they can of making a movie. And that's... Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It's a weird one. But yeah, so yeah, James Gunn, Derek Emphatically unexcited, will super depend on who they cast as Superman. It's going to be someone really dull. It's going to be somebody young and dull yeah. and probably white. Yeah. Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre is directed by Guy Ritchie and stars Jason Statham, Aubrey Plaza, Bugsy Malone, Carrie Elways, Hugh Grant and Max Beasley. <laughs> yeah, when Max Beasley turned up, did you look at it and go, hang on a minute, is that Max Beasley? <laughs> yep. Did you, yep. Also, did, you, I... did, did you also think, oh, that's nice for him, you know, because he's mates with Guy Ritchie. And then did you also think, he's got a bigger part in this than I thought he was going to have. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, I, I, like as soon as it was finished, I was I, I text Noel and was just like, that was fucking Max Beasley. What the fuck? Wow. <laughs> um, Good for him. Yeah. Just good for him. <laughs> and like you say, quite a large part. Yeah, it's a, it's a big, it's a big part he's got in it. And it, you, he's got it because, yeah, He's, he's Guy Ritchie's mate. Yeah, fair play. Um, and he happens to be an actor, and he's a perfectly fine actor. Yeah, that is wild. Um, so, Operation Fortune Roost again. 
we've uh, known about this for a while. You know, it was being trailered when, um, God, like the in between the first and the second lockdowns. We get. I I I would say we're getting on for. When was it finished? This must have been finished. Let's see if we can find out when it was actually finished shooting. This finished shooting um, in on, on the last day of shooting apparently was January the fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, wild. Um, okay, so it can't have been. So it must have been around about this time last year. I remember it being winter and this trailer was playing. So it must have been around this time last year. And then it just dropped off the face of the earth. And now it's back. Here we go. Operation Fortune we used to get. So, uh, you know, we've talked about uh, Guy Ritchie having a new film uh, coming in the next couple of months. The Covenant starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. But he's got this in the in the meantime. Is Bex with us? Uh, she is arriving home as we speak. She's just getting herself okay. sorted. She'll be with us in a second. Aye, aye. So, yeah, here we go then. Operation Fortune. We've been looking forward to this. Um, and, Mark, how did it land with you? It's it's messy. It's very messy. Um, the story doesn't really make that much sense. But... Um, Hugh Grant and Josh Hartnett having a really good bromance is a lot of fun. Statham essentially being, like, just walking around and doing the minimal amount of Jason Statham-y things that he can get away with doing is great. Plaza's a lot of fun, but just doesn't feel like she's part of like, it, she doesn't feel like she should be within this movie. And I, I really quite like Bugsy Malone. I think he's quite good in things. It's it's a fun movie. It's very light and a bit frothy. Um, it's too long. It's, let's say, it's too convoluted and the story doesn't make sense. But when Hugh Grant sits down with those people to deliver that speech and he's kind of there going when they sit basically with well you know you haven't done anything and he kind of goes ooh and he gets this naughty grin in his face and then fucking does that speech and the the explosions start going off behind him it's fucking great <laughs> and yeah I had a good enough time with it I think it's a fun movie and I, I, I think that it's only ever trying to be a fun movie Yeah, I yeah, I think that, that that that's basically it, isn't it? I'm I will say there was there was basically almost like too much plot. Yeah. It was like that's it. you've got action action sequences all the way through it and kinda of like scenes where they've got to do something. But there was just a lot of dressing on the they've got to do something. And by the end of it, I didn't have a fucking clue what was happening. <laughs> yeah. I was the same. I was a little bit like I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but I don't think I care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the biotech guys employed both Hugh Grant and that M- Mickey, Mikey guy. Yep. And it was just, 
Yeah. So instead of like the higher, like the English government at the start hiring the two forces to steal the thing, it actually turned out that the bad guys had hired two forces to steal the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, that, which, which which is fine. I mean, and, and it was like I don't know. It was interesting because the, the perform. I really just enjoyed the performances, but almost. I enjoyed it, but almost kind of like pairs. You got Bugsy Malone just doing whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Like it, he honestly felt like he was just a mate of Guy Ritchie's. He was just there for the ride, but for like the whole film, <laughs> um, he didn't really do anything other than learn that expensive red wine tastes good. <laughs> uh, even his reaction to that is like Guy Ritchie spent years trying to get into try red wine. He's like, it's not for me, guy. It's not for me. And then he's, like, he's gone, no, I will get you to try it. He's like, you won't. And then he's literally put it in a script. So he has to try it. And then yeah. he's tried it. Um, and, and, and he's gone, and then he's, he's had a reaction of sipped it and gone, God, you know what? that's all right, actually. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, quite. I don't really know what else he does apart from kind of being the tech guy. But then... Jason Statham and Aubrey Plaza, by the end, like where she's like wrapped her arm around him and whatnot, it's like, well, they've not really had any scenes where they look like they're going to fuck, but they're going to fuck. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's just like, it's almost like just a given by the end. The way she's been flirting with him and he's been not knocking her back. It's just, right, they're a thing now, cool. And then you've got Josh Hartner and Hugh Grant having one of the great cinematic bromances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the the fact they just they just really get along really quite well. You know it and he's not the thing is, you keep expecting at some point Hugh Grant to go real fucking malevolent on him. And he kind of doesn't You do. <laughs> and he does no, that's the thing. He doesn't. And just like that scene where he like he gifts Josh Hartnett the car. Yeah. I was just thinking, and 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 also the scene where he's he like he, Aubrey Plaza, he's like this fire between us yeah. can't turn into anything. <laughs> I respect Danny too much, <laughs> you know. And it's just like, right, okay, fine. This is this is where it's going. Then he's not going to be like the big bad, but this is great because it means him and Josh Hart that can be friends. But it, it, it but, almost intimates yeah. that they're more than friends by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, so it's interesting. Like Noel. I know we're having a discussion about that. Um, where it does, I think, I think it is just more like, you know, because Carrie always says, oh, his fiance, blah, blah, blah. And it's, and it's like, oh, what's that about then? And then you, you see them, and I kind of think it's just taking the piss. Oh, yeah. It's just like, they are very, very good friends, and they're, they're just like intimate with each other. Yeah. But. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily see it as that. Like, I honestly, I think if Guy Ritchie was going that, he would have just had Josh Hartner and Hugh Grant make out. Oh yeah, but yeah, but I, but 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 Guy Ritchie is a hundred percent just kind of intimating that that might be a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I just yeah. By by the end of it, I was like, oh, I I I would like a sequel because I'd like Orson Fortune and Aubrey Plaza to have some sparks flying again. And I, but I'd also very much like a spin-off where it's Hugh Grant and Josh Hartnett going on an adventure. Yep. 
Bex, you are with us now. You, Hello. You said about it, didn't you? At, towards the end of it, you started laughing and went, hang on a minute, is Guy Ritchie setting up another sequel for a film that he won't get? <laughs> this is incredible. It's like his special move, is what you said. said boldly setting up a sequel. Boldly setting up. He does it all the fucking time. Yeah. And then we never get... I, I really... I want it, though. Like, what what do you think of it, Bex? Um, it, it's, it's a bit messy, but it's really fucking entertaining. Um... It was, it was, I had, I like Aubrey Plaza usually, but I didn't think she was good in this at all. Um, I, I thought she was charming to watch, but she is very much just playing Aubrey Plaza's. But she was charming to watch. Because she's Aubrey Plaza. Because she looks like Aubrey Plaza. She's, she's, like, performance-wise, it's weak for me. Um, it was really, really nice to see Josh Hartnett back in something. Um, and I thought he was great. He's it? cracking in this as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stace's Stace. <laughs> um, it's not quite Idris Elba levels of um, of that, but yeah, he's. You know what you're getting with Jason Statham, don't you? Um, but what you're getting is very good and very entertaining. So yeah, no, I, I really liked it. I just think the story was a bit. It didn't hang together quite as cleverly as a lot of Richie stuff does. No, and it's... No, that's fair. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It's you don't not... get that bit in the end when all the tumblers fall into place and you go, oh, fucking hell, really? No, it just kind of all falls and you go, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that... that is a bit of a weakness, but it's entertaining enough that it gets away with it. Um, and and, and I, I love this little fucking thing that Hugh Grant's just carved out for himself. Yeah, it's it's incredibly fun. <laughs> he just seems like he's having a fucking blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm old now, so I'm not going to get typecast as a leading man anymore. This is fucking fun. Yeah. I don't have to do rom-coms. So I'm just going to turn up and just be a bit mad in everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. You never know what's going on with him. No, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's what we need. He doesn't need the money. He doesn't need to do this. He's going to do it because he thinks it's fun. You know, it's three Guy Ritchie films that he's been in now. Got to say, I don't think he's been in three films directed by any other single filmmaker. <laughs> no, probably not, actually. Yeah. But he fucking loves working with Guy Ritchie. And do you know why? Because Guy Ritchie cooks steaks and shit. Yeah. I, 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 I the Guy fact Ritchie that there is another great. steak reference in this, by the way, <laughs> fuck, after The Gentleman, is fucking impeccable. What's the steak reference? He's cooking, he's cooking, it, he's cooking Danny a steak yeah. at one ah. point, like the guy Charlie Hunnam cooked him a steak in The Gentleman. <laughs> and it's something he's talking about Wagyu again yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh it, it just it would have been great if, but actually it might have been that same grill where it's like on, on in what is it it's like smokeless it, yeah it's a that one that he was using is basically like it's a um it's like a smoker grill that one that he's using in it in in, in this one in operation fortune 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't know. It just again that feels like a Guy Ritchie thing. This is this is the thing, right? I feel like Guy Ritchie is make is just making films that he wants to watch. Like Aladdin aside, which feels like, yeah, all right, just like I'm gonna co-write this. I'm gonna put my stamp on it, but it is a bit of a like just get myself back back out there kind of thing. Now. He's just making films he thinks will be entertaining. And I feel like there's there, there's a hardcore amount of people who will be there for it. There's also a lot of people who won't be there for it because they'd rather watch Sad Bastard films. <laughs> yep. I'm perfectly happy to watch Operation Fortune for a couple of hours, not really know what's going on, but enjoy the characters and enjoy the back and forth. Yeah, that, that's it's it. It's a film of simple pleasures. Yeah, I had a great time with it. it it's a it's a fun it's a fun ride of a movie, and I I really I enjoyed it. I, the thing is, I originally on Letterbox gave it um, three and a half uh, out of five, and then I went back to it and went, well, no, because I really enjoyed it, so it has to be a four out of five for me. It's yeah. a three out of five movie that I got four out of five enjoyment out of. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. I forgot to do a poll for it. Because I'm an idiot. Well, we'll just well. assume it would have been 100% definitely not shit then. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Have you guys... The Last of Us. I'm guessing oh. you guys have done Oscars chat, yeah? Yeah, we've, we've, we've got yeah. Last of Us the screen. We saved those for you. Yeah. And whatever, you are, uh, whatever you've been up to as well. Yeah, no worries. I just wanted to say, so on Oscars night, we, we went to bed and I, I couldn't get to sleep. So I was like, right, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to have a cup of chamomile tea. I'm gonna watch oh, that's movie. right. Yeah, because you WhatsApp at like one in the morning. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, came downstairs. I'll watch a bit of the Oscars while I'm having my cup of tea. Then I'll go back up and happen to catch it like right, right just before Natu Natu came on. And it, it was just like the stars aligned. How fucking great was that performance? It So, actually, we didn't talk about this. So, yeah, the performance was great, and you could hear the audience clap, like, clapping, getting faster and stuff. So, <laughs> you know, people obviously knew what, like, what was going on there, which was wonderful. And, oh, God, so glad that won. Yeah. So glad. I'm absolutely devastated they didn't put it in for Best International. It, the thing is, I'll be honest... With all the heat that All Quiet on the Western Front ended up getting, I think that probably still would have won, and then it would have stung more. Yeah, fair. I'd have, I'd have, I'd have fronted a one-woman riot. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that that's the thing. I think honestly, like people would have gone fucking nuts, mm. and I think it would have happened. Um, yeah, probably. But I'm, I'm right in thinking it was the two main guys that were there. One of them dancing, one of them yes. singing. Yeah. Um, I thought they were both dancing. I think I think um, Beam was one of the singers. The guy that plays Beam. Raju was definitely dancing. Yeah, he was, that was yeah. definitely him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. May, maybe then. Yeah. Because I, 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 I saw Raju and I just assumed it was both of them. Because mm, mm. I was like, hang on, that he doesn't he doesn't look right. And then it cut to the the people singing, and I'm sure he was one of the ones singing. Okay. Fucking I mean, great performance. It's pretty. That that guy 
is a good looking dude and he's a healthy looking dude. He's maybe not quite as in shape as Raju <laughs> and maybe, you know, it's pretty extensive. Yeah. What I was going to say as well, though, the hold my hand performance was odd. Um, that, because Lady Gaga was a little bit, I might, I might not. Doing a stripped down hold my hand is not the right way of doing that song. The only way you should do that song is if you are bursting people's eardrums. Well, the, the, Which, what's that from? From Top, Top Gun. Uh, well, she she wasn't going to do it because she didn't like the fact that it, it wasn't going to be like the full song, was it? But I'm, it, it, and the, 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 the scuttlebutt is because Tom Cruise to, like basically said, I'm not going, but then turned up at Michael Caine's 90th birthday dinner. Um, along with Denise Welsh from Coronation Street, which was weird. Um, but Tom Cruise not turning up, they were basically right, just whatever we got to do to get Lady Gaga to attend, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And that you've just got this performance that apparently played really, really well in the room, but just watching it was just... Why? It's just not what I come to hold my hand for. <laughs> like... I no seriously no, though, like, you're, you're right that, though. Yeah, I think, I think you're spot on right. That is they, soaring. They it's don't like, get it right. They if they're gonna the thing there is if you're going to nominate these songs for Academy Awards, have them all play in their entirety, and just have them if you're gonna have them as performances, just have them as full blown performances. Don't not and still have a fucking three hour show. That mm. that that. Fucking thing would benefit so much from losing a lot of the skits and having the full length performances. No we, one likes we, the skits. We fucking say it every year. Less donkey, more music. Less donkey, oh, more nasty God, the, There was the donkey, and there was the bit where Kimmel went into the crowd and asked Malala something, and she was just like, I'm basically not going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> nice. Um, like she said, like I'm paraphrasing, but she was just like a bit. I'm not going to answer that question. Oh wow! What did he ask? Um, I can't remember. I'm sorry, okay. but yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It would have been more effective with "Hold My Hand" if you just did like just played the bit with the him, Tom Cruise, and J- Jennifer Connelly in the plane at the end, and then just did the fucking roll call of actors that they do at the end of Top Gun Maverick with Hold My Hand playing over it. You know? And you could have had fucking... Um, uh, uh, Charles Parnell Warlock, the guy who does the fist pump at the end, with John, uh, like, next to John Hamm. Like, just oh, have yeah. him freeze-framed for, like, two minutes behind her while he's singing. <laughs> She's singing. That would That would have been great. That would have been great. Um, so, The Last of Us Episode 9. This episode and the episode before, directed by Border and Holy, Holy Spider director Ali Abassi, um, which I forgot to mention last week. Um, so, it's the last episode of the season. Um, I've, 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 I've still got reservations. Don't get me wrong. Kind of think they pulled it out the bag. Oh, really? Um, a little bit. A little bit. Interesting. There was a lot of ground to cover. 
And I I do still feel like it was a little bit minimum viable Last of Us. Mm-hmm. A little bit. PG but as I've been Yeah, yeah. But as I, as I've been saying before, I think now HBO are going to be like, right, we got something here. Here's money. How many episodes do you want? Well, they've already said, haven't they, that it's going to be the next game's going to be split into two seasons. Next game's massive, though, apparently. So I think it would have to be. But it's like, yeah, it's like double the length for part one. So it, it, that, yeah, that does make sense. Um, and they've already said, yes, there's going to be more infected, which says to me they've got a bigger budget. They've got the money that they probably would have wanted in the first place. Um, <sighs> I, I, I liked it. Don't get me wrong, I don't love this season. I would I I would rather play The Last of Us Part One again mm. than watch season one of The Last of Us again. Mm. Yeah. Um I'm gonna crack my copy out actually. And then wanna play through both no, of them. No. Nope. You need to get a PlayStation five and play The Last of Us Part One, not The Last of Us Remastered. That's what you need to do, Bex. Your man is on fat stacks of cash now and you guys can afford a treat. We've just booked a holiday. We said this last week. Yeah, but you also want. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't care. Four, don't you? As well. I don't like four. I didn't like four. All right, fine. But I do. Well, there you go. Buy, buy a PS5 instead. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm in two minds about it. I just think the price treat is obscene. Like yo obscene. Self treat yourself. <laughs> I can get I can get you some discount shit through work. I could probably get you like 40, 40 quid off a of PS5. <laughs> Are you on commission with PlayStation? No, I'm not. You will like it. Yeah. Do you remember the fucking like reaction this... I got had to like gaming when we got the new TV? No, can't do it anymore. I'm not fucking playing it on this TV. No, no. It took me ages to get used to it. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stick in the mud. Um, it's oh, it just, just very, very quickly. Remind me to share a link to a documentary about the making of the 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 Last of Us Part One, the PS Five one. To show you the difference. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Uh, it left me feeling really fucking flat with this episode. Um, yeah, just so scratching the surface with it. It just, oh, we really want to com- concentrate on the relationships and it's all about love and then and then and then. The, no, it's not. It's about a fucking world that's been taken over by infected. That is what it's about. And it it reduces the stakes. It reduces the gravity of Joel's decision. It, it just... It, it just didn't stick the landing for me at all. Um, I was looking forward to the last episode because I was like, right... They've got to swing some infected in the last one. They've got to. This is what they've been saving the budget for. They're going to do that scene in the tunnel. And that's that's why there's no infected in all these other ones. Because they're going to do that. It's going to remind us all of the world that... that you know, the real world situation that these guys are in. And, and why it's so important to find a cure. And that's, that's what's going to happen. It's going to fucking happen. And they just fucking wander along. And telling jokes. And no... No. It really, it made me really angry watching it. And that makes me really sad because I've, I've, I've loved it overall. Um, but they could have just it, 
done that. Less giraffe, more infected for me. Would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I think one more episode. Yeah. Of Joel and Ellie and some infected. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know. The thing is, so episode six is the one in the uh, in Tommy's like place. Mm. You got quite a bit of Joel and Ellie there, and then seven is left behind, and then eight is Ellie and the cannibals. Yeah, David. Yeah. Yeah. So, not a lot of Joel and Ellie in those two at all. No. So. There's not an awful lot of time from Tommy take her, I'm no good for her, to I'm going to basically set fire to the world so that she can stay with me. I actually don't think there is a lot of Joel and Ellie across the whole season because they've they've fleshed out a lot of other characters. Yeah, it, it doesn't build their relationship, and I think if, no. if you've not played the game, I I, I just don't feel like you'd buy I, it. Yeah, and and I think that's why I'm saying it's kind of like it's almost like minimum viable Last mm. of Us, and may, maybe that is harsh because it's it. it I mean, I, I think it looks great, um, and the performance like Bella Ramsey had already won me over. Pedro Pascal pulled it out of the bag there for me with this one like i bought it i bought i, I bought it mm. I, I i get why he wants to like it is prepared to do what he does i the ellie's part of the relationship i'm still not quite there other than it's a protector figure i yeah but it, it's I, yeah that, that that's the thing I, I i am a mixed bag on it but again and i'm making excuses which is weird because i felt like i was more negative than you, you at the start of the season episode. yeah and, and yeah yeah probably actually right at the death yeah i think you're right um and it it it, it honest i just think they didn't they got the budget they were able to get and they made the series they were able to make do you know I what? think it with you, to... Beck, sorry, just from an outsider looking in, I think with you it, it was a, a building of everything, of mm. uh, frustrations. And then when it came out that, that oh wait, so you're not going to be infected in it. All right, fucking great. Thanks for that. Mm, yeah. You were expecting a, a crescendo and it just got a bit of a fade out. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. What, what, it's such a weird class episode. Like it's, it's so flat. And then even it, it, even it, the the, the, yeah. the big Joel scene where he gets to fucking shoot the shit out of everybody, it's it's just got this fucking really slow, low energy, fucking mournful music playing over it. It's like a key action sequence. No, I the the show. Is very much going. He like he's making a decision which is dooming people. Like that's the thing. Whereas the game, because I, I you know, I thought that. it was. It hasn't earned that because it hasn't shown how dangerous of a world it is. No, 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 yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah, no. You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's fair. It feels it feels a little bit 
like I'm having to do some real fucking mental contortionist shit by going, oh, okay, but yeah, but I, I know that happens because I've played the game. So I know what it's like because I've played the game. And it, it it's like when you when you watch a film of a book you've read and it's it's good, but it's sparse and it misses stuff out, but you're like, oh yeah, but I understand what that motivation is because I've read the book. You shouldn't have to do that. It speaks to a real lack of confidence in their product. But but I um, mean and and that that's the thing. They got they did I honestly think they did what they were what they were able to do with the resources they were given. Mm. And you know if if that now means that because this was a hit and it was like you look at the the, the viewing figures the last episode viewing figures were basically double what the first were. You know, like it, it really grew and grew and grew. Um, but you season to two talk about it on on their little podcasting that they were doing week by week, and it and it sounds mm. like it was an active decision to make it the way that it I, was. I, I, it's an I, I think it's an active decision informed by <laughs> this is this is what we're able to do, and this is how we're going to justify why we've done it in this way. Mm. And I think that that podcast, by the way, is a super, super smart thing because it just, A, it keeps, it kind of keeps it in the news because, you know, people can say, oh, uh, Last of Us creator said they'll be yeah. more infected in yeah. season two. Blah, blah, blah. But also, instead of people like theorizing about this kind of stuff, they're just coming out there and owning the message mm. and saying, like, oh, no, this was our decision. But then it's like, a, a, but in a controlled environment when it's a controlled podcast, you know, whereas if if it was like a newspaper, like I I just I I I think a couple of years down the line when they're talking about season two, stuff's going to come out about like now they're able to really flesh it out. The you know HBO really like saw what what the numbers were and they really repaid off their faith. I think that story could make maybe slightly change. Yeah. Because it, it, this is me that the podcast about this week's episode is longer than this week's episode. About half an hour yeah, longer. Yeah. My and it, it, that's bonkers. Yeah. This, I, I fucking guarantee this is not the season of TV that if they had the money that they would have needed to achieve their ambition, mm. they would have made. Mm. Well, I'll have to wait and see. I genuinely it? don't think so. Like, because, yes, okay, you, you need infected in a game to give, like, something to Do. get through. Yeah. I, I, I get it. Lit- I was saying to Donna the other day, it was like, we had one infected in this one. <laughs> yeah, had in a flashback. No- yeah, in a flashback. No infected in the previous one. One infected in Left Behind. No infected in episode six. Hang on, which one was episode the, six? The Tommy one? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Episode five, you had them erupting from the uh, the ground and killing Melanie Linsky off. Mm-hmm. Episode four, none? Because it was like them, uh, 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 Joel and Ellie getting shot at by the resistance people ah, and by the end they... Yeah. yeah. Episode three is Bill and Frank. Uh, and in fact, it got blown up. Yeah. Episode two, you've got the gnarly bit with Anna Torv, which at the time I was like, I don't like that. 
now I'm like, okay, it could probably have done with a couple more <laughs> yeah. sequences like that, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. And then episode one, yeah, you... You, you got the initial outbreak. Uh, it? Yeah. It's really not a lot. No. And that poor little boy that gets murdered. But he's not yeah. infected, infected, is he? Yeah. No, he still gets chucked in a fucking incinerator or whatever it was. Uh, but, I, like I say, Pedro Pascal... Like I I I bought it. I thought that detail of him getting that wound because like he sh- he tried to shoot himself because that's not in the game. I don't think mm-hmm. like that's that's a new that's a new detail and that makes all the sense in the world. And I that's a little bit of TV shortcut of all right. He was low because he lost his daughter. So okay, Ellie is daughter figure. Okay, I get it. You know, it it is. Pascal plays it really, really well, but that doesn't excuse the laziness. Mm. I agree. Can't say that I loved. Don't get me wrong. It was fucking awesome to have Ellie, Ellie, in it in the flashback scene. Like, just looking at her, it's like, oh my god, it's fucking Ellie. Like, and the voice as well, it, it's like, it, it just takes it, the you voice back was to a place. W- the voice was... W- I get it, because she is Ellie. Yeah, yeah. But, but when she was talking, it was like, that's Ellie talking. Yeah. That's very odd. And yeah. I, okay, fine, she's her mum, so you can kind of excuse it, but <laughs> still. And she just, you know, she still, she still looks like the game character, but just... A little bit older, which you know, she, older she, she yeah. is. But the 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 capture of how she looks for the game is just bonkers. Um, yeah. And then have you have you listened to this week's Last of Us co- uh, podcast? Because obviously she's on that, isn't she? So I oh is she yeah. great? I haven't listened to any of them since okay. episode three because I'm just wait like literally just at some point I'm just gonna fucking tear through. Them. I think now the season's ended. I'm like right, I'm gonna tear through them. Mm. It's it's. It's mint having her on the podcast. To be fair, it's it's really good. It's it's a, the last podcast is the most entertaining of the lot. She she's great as Ashley Johnson. Yeah. Like she yeah, I mean like she's she's been about in other things as well, and she's like a really really sparky presence. Mm. I'm yeah, I'm a fan of hers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought she played that like played that really well as well. Um, mm. like that those initial scenes like her with Marlene and, and like just. I mean, it's horrible. It's just, it's fucking... Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. It's really, really heartbreaking. But it's one of the few things that actually has been, like, horrible, horrible... Yeah. ...in a season of The Last of Us. Which is weird. Yeah. It's not the way it should be. But, yeah, I can't... I'm I'm really conflicted about whether I hate or like the fact that you're given a reason for Ellie's immunity. I, I... Like that, it absolutely makes sense that nobody else has it. Yeah, I suppose. What is it? Is it because her face looks like it was drawn in a balloon? No, <laughs> leave her alone. It does look like it was drawn in a balloon. Um, she, her mum is like giving birth, and she's still attached by the umbilical cord, and an infected comes in and bites her, basically while giving birth. But then she cuts the cord so, quickly. Yeah. So, like, the the cordyceps in her brain are, like, there, but 
they make the cordyceps think that if if like she gets bitten, it makes the cordyceps think that she's already actually been infected, but whereas she... she's more just like asymptomatic. So I mean, that's a question. If Ellie bit someone, mm, would they be infected? Yeah. An asymptomatic carrier. carrier. <laughs> Maybe. Give her a go. Oh, no, that would no, be no. interesting. She bites David, but then he doesn't live long enough to see whether that would do anything. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't see that. Though, you know, yeah. no. Maybe they need to explore that. Maybe they do. Just having to go around bite people. Yeah. Yeah, really disappointed to be honest in the ending of it. So uh, to alleviate my disappointment, I'm gonna play it. Legit. I'm f- fucking playing The Last of Us Part Two. I have played the first couple of hours several times. <laughs> I've played the first couple of hours twice. So it's it's um, it's just the Abby thing. I can't get past it. Yeah, I just people say you do like literally a guy on my team. Like I was talking to it, like because he asked me if I'd like watch the finale, and he was like, "Oh, you play part two. I was like, "I just can't. I just can't get past the fact that you're playing the person who kills Joel," and he was just like. Just stick with it. I just want to walk her off a you cliff know. Yeah, but, but to, for me, that sounds a little bit like, oh, it gets really good around really episode good 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, the, no, it's like, it's obvious. You hate it. But it's just, it's obviously got a point. I just got to fucking settle in and just get on it. Mm. Like that, yeah. And I'll talk about it in what we've been up to. And the thing is, Bex, I was going to say, don't play The Last of Us. Wait until you get a PlayStation 5. I know you'll get a PlayStation 5. You'll just play The Last of Us Part 1 then. So. Yeah. What's the documentary I just sent you the link to? You sent it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay, so, Bex, before we get to Scream 6, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Not a lot, actually, this week, other than I have watched a few films. Um, but I haven't done anything else. <laughs> um, it's been a bit of a weird week, hasn't it? Has been a strange week, yeah. Um, oh God, that right? Okay, so I watched a film, but I watched it literally the night after we'd podcasted, so I don't really remember all the details. Um, bear with me one second. Oh God. Uh... Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I do. I watched The Clove Hitch Killer. Have either of you guys the watched this? fuck's that? Yeah, I think I have, actually. Um, so, basically, um, there's this there's this place, and there's um, a serial killer that is killing women and leaving them, like, bound and stuff. Um, like, with their pantyhose and stuff like that um and then um yes i have watched this at each of the places where there's a murder victim found they find something with like a knot a clove hitch knot a piece of rope knotted on it so they call it clove hitch killer um and um Yeah, and I don't want to give too much away in because it is a strong recommend. Um, I really, really liked it. Um, I thought we watched this. No, I've not seen it before. 
Um, it's not too grim, Ian. Can I can I make a request that you watch it and we talk about it next week? Oh God. Okay, just remind me. I'll try. Okay. It's not too grim. Watch it. Cool. <laughs> it's a bit grim. Basically, this. What's it on? It's oh, what did I watch it on? Hang on a sec. Pornhub. <laughs> There's a bit of porny stuff in it. Not action. References. It's on Netflix and Prime. Okay. All right. Remind me. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'd just I'd just be really interested to get your take on it, to be honest. Um, and then okay. I watched Atlantis: The Lost Empire because I fucking love that film. It's such an underrated Disney movie. It is a cracker. Um, it was good. One. And then I tried watch it. I watched about half an hour of Atlantis too. Yeah, it's not good for that one. No, no, it's not. Um, but yeah, Atlantis is just fucking mint. Um, I also watched. First Reformed. This is the feel-good Sunday movie that I referred to last week that I didn't finish. You finished it now, have you? Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking bleak. It is so bleak. It's so good, though. It is, it's very, very good, but it's so bleak. It is, yeah. Like, it's just got this this buzz of, like, going to get bleaker all the way through it. You, you just sat there like, oh, no. Oh, Oh no! Now he shot himself in the face because he was sad about the climate. Oh no! And then it climaxes in. Oh, he's wrapped in barbed wire now. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Blake, real Blake, but real fucking good. Yeah, really Shred, great. Shredder goes for it on that one, doesn't he? You are. Shredder goes for it yeah, on that he really one. Does yeah. Absolute fucking powerhouse performance from Ethan Hawke, though. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Um. And even, what's her name? That bug-eyed actress doesn't annoy me as much in this. What's she fucking called? Amanda Seyfried. That's it. Um, although she has she has far too professionally blown out hair all the way through this movie for <laughs> someone that's supposed to live like she lives. Um, so, yeah. Um, I also watched the first Scream. We watched that together, didn't we? Yes. Have you already talked about it? I spoke about it. I was bored. I really like it. I only watched it like a few weeks back as well, but I wanted to rewatch it with you. Um, yeah, I, I, do you know what? Every time I watch it, I like it a little bit more. So, yeah. Um, and then I also watched Scream 4 in preparation for the return of Kirby. Of course, yeah. Um, nice. <laughs> it's a fucking bonkers film, is Scream 4. But I think watching those two specifically before watching the new one was good prep because they're both they're both just kind of fun slashers whereas I think <sighs> Scream 2 I think gets a little bit bogged down with itself Scream 3 is just fucking weird and there's the Parker Posey element to take into account you say weird I say great but then 4 and 5 are just are just like really returning to form for me. Um, so, yeah, really, really enjoyed them. And then I also watched Bodies, 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 finally. Um, what did you think to Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? 
I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I... It, the, the, the kids in it are kind of annoying, but the, the film itself is skewering the kids for being annoying. It's like, it's not showing you their behaviour and going, yeah, this is how this is how people are and this is fine. It's making fun of that those behaviours a little bit, like the Gen Z behaviours. Um, yeah. And the way that they talk as well. Like, they all think they're so fucking profound. Um <laughs> So yeah, I really, I really liked that about it. And then, um, yeah, I, I messaged you, didn't I? Because you, you'd gone to bed because you were on an early, and I was yeah. watching it. And I was like, what is it with this generation and not being able to wear anything that covers their stomach? <laughs> <laughs> so many crop tops. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it built the tension really well, you know. And then when it gets to the end. <laughs> turns out it's all happened because he's hit himself in the neck with a fucking knife trying to take a champagne cock off. It, yeah, it, it's, it's great. magnificent. Like, and then all of the drama and everything that ensues is of their own creation. I, think, I just think that's really fucking good. Just a really good twist. Yeah. And it's surprising that it hadn't been done before, yeah. or at least not, not in anything that was notable, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, really, really liked it, to be honest. Um... Oh, and I've got one that I haven't put on my letterbox list, so I'll do that now. Uh, I also watched House on Haunted Hill. What, the Jeffrey Rush? <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's a weird film, eh, guys? Isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's a weird one, that one. It's an odd one. Yeah. I don't know that I have an awful lot to say about it, really. Because it's not very good. It's just real fucking weird. And it's got a, it's got a cast that's very much of the moment of its time, isn't it? Who is it? It's Famp Janssen. Um, Ali Lata. Uh, is it? Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, I feel like the, the woman that plays the mum in The Parent Trap, but that might be wrong. Um, Tay, Ty, Tay Diggs. It's Tay Diggs, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Um, um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, but, 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 but. Peter Gallagher's probably the only person that counts as a real grown-up in this. Uh, yeah, that's that's like the and main what cast. What a grown-up. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's very much like you're watching it like, God, all of these people are just like, gone now. They've just disappeared. Yeah, not many of them exist. No, not, not within the entertainment sphere. Lost no. snap. So yeah, that's me. Legit. Okay. Scream 6 is directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette and stars Melissa Barrera, uh, Jenna Ortega, Jasmine Savoy-Brown, Jack Champion, Harry Sherney, Mason Gooding, Liana Liberato, Dermot Moroni, uh, others. Um, Courtney Cox is in there. Who's so Hayden Panettiere, of course. So... Scream 6. This time, it's in New York. And, um... This ghost face is killing people. And at some point, the people go, Oi, we've had enough of you stabbing our friends. And we're going to uncover you. But there might be more than one ghost face. There might be less than five. But there's definitely more than zero. Becky, Scream 6, what do you think? I, 
I, do you know what? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was... It, it's not... I don't know. I haven't really organised my thoughts fully on it yet. I, I, I did really like it. I did really enjoy it. Um, and... Um, I, the ending's just not great. I think the ending's a bit... It's... I, the first scene that... I mean, obviously, this only came out last Friday, so if you haven't seen it, stop stop listening. But we're all spoilers, aren't we? Yeah. Um, <coughs> the first scene that he is in, I was like, yeah, he's definitely the killer. And it, I just, I think it telegraphs its punches too much. So, I'm just gonna step in there and say, I really, really, really like the first two acts. Mm. And I thought the third act was super not great. Mm. As soon as they go back to the killer's lair and it all goes on from there, nah, mate, not, nah. Oh, I, I'm, very, I'm very with you on that. There's one, there's one bit in that, sequ- that, that section of the film as well that made me die a little bit inside. And that's the bit where she's hanging off the edge of the balcony i want to say yeah and she's like let me go and it's like yeah we get we get it to like a metaphor but she just says it over and over again and it's like yeah yeah we get it fuck off so uh, uh, yeah i mean let's 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 just talk about the ending before we get on to the other stuff that it sounds like we all we all preferred yeah yeah it's Kirby being a red herring, of course it's not going to be Kirby. Yeah. Stop trying to convince us it's Herbie. <laughs> you know, Herbie, Kirby. Um, I mean, it would be great if it was Herbie, it was Herbie. Fully, awesome. fully loaded with knives. Just literally. Um, like a fucking Christine remake, but with a VW. Fucking, you're just doing a big fucking beep beep and out comes fucking Carnival fucking six like a motherfucker. <laughs> no, ab- uh, uh, absolutely. Um, oh, God, it just reminds me, there's a side quest in Cyberpunk 2077 where a bunch of AI taxis have gone rogue and you have to try and catch them. And it's like some of them are like really, really enjoying the carnage and you've got to like destroy them. And one of them is just really like having an anxiety attack and you have to get in the car and just drive it really slowly back to its place. And it, it like, it's just it's so funny. It's just like, please don't go too fast. And just like monologuing about how depressed it is as you're driving it back. It's fucking sorry, that just reminded me that that is one of the best side quests in a game I've ever played. <laughs> just driving a depressed AI taxi. Anyway, sorry. Um so but yeah. So yeah, stop trying to convince us it's Kirby. And then when you've got those reveals they're just so unexciting. Mm. Like, it, yeah. it, okay, cool. It's the cop and it's the girl you thought was dead and it's the one that they've been saying is a killer all along. Yeah, I did quite like that where they're just constantly calling him Ghostface and he just turns out to be Ghostface. Yeah. But at the same time, fucking uh, fine. The thing is, as soon as it's like, it's revealed that it's 
it's the cop and Ethan is the is is the son. As soon as the other person comes in, you're like, so it's clearly his daughter. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You've called. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether it, it, it was obvious or whether it was just a, like a random gut feeling, but I knew it was the cop. I knew it was the floppy haired kid. Because mm. they'd made too much about it not being yeah. him that it had to then be him. Yeah. He's got very similar hair to what what's his face has in number five, so they're very obviously trying to make it look mm. like him. That's so true. then you've got well, he's he's probably related to him, but how's the cop involved? And it, yeah, it just mm, it's not clever. <laughs> but but then also, none of the f- nobody else other than bad guys die. Yeah, in that, that entire sequence, yeah. despite and then the film actually references that, and it yeah, and it's like okay, you've referenced it, but fucking come on, it would have been way more impactful if it's like Tara is literally only just got with Chad, and then he is just stabbed dozens of times by two ghost faces. I'm gonna have to disagree with like, you there because when it turned out he was alive, I did a little fist bump. Well because they're basically making no. him the new Dewey. Yeah, no one wants Dewey to die. No, no, yeah, which is, yeah, I get, I get that, but at the same time, it is just that was a lot of stabs. It was, that was yeah. yeah. That was all the stab, and it just they established them as the core four at the start, and then you think that almost that basically all of them apart from Sam. You're thinking at one point they're dead or are going to die. And then they don't. And then it's just like, right, okay, so we're just going to do another one in a couple of years then. Where maybe one of them dies. Maybe. Maybe. And they make this whole big deal about, you know, the, the rules are completely different. This is a franchise. Anyone can die. Anyone can die. We could die. We could be the killer. Legacy characters can die. Blah, 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 blah. And then nobody fucking dies. Yeah, I mean, that, that... you mean you mean from the most irritating as fuck character you can get in a film. You hate Mindy, don't you? She's fucking horrendous <laughs> as a character. Was Chad the one that you turned around on? Is Chad her brother? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because in the yeah, first one, good. he was generic yeah. fucking skin job. In this one, he was fun and charming and just and actually had like a personality and depth, and he seems to have had growth. From the actual uh, the experience, yeah, it's made him a, a better person. Like he's a real human being rather than just literally a chad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and, and you buy that he, he had a girlfriend in in the last one who was killed, and he, but you buy okay him and General Ortega now a thing. Yeah, like oh, yeah, the, the, sure. He, why not? He's that, that, become that's, yeah protective over that he's now started to he, he, he's seen her as. They've just been friends, and he's now seen her as something different, mm. and, and that yeah. and that makes sense. That relationship makes sense. His sister not dying doesn't make sense. Well, yeah. No, but she. It makes sense that she's the one who dies. But they're the core four. It's the first, the, the first hour and hour and ten. Of it is really good. It's really strong. I the weirdness of going. We're taking it out of Woodsboro. 
Wait, wait, what? Been out of Woodsboro. It's been out of Woodsboro since the first, since the second one. Second one, third one. Fourth one's back in Woodsboro. Yeah. Yeah, but second and third are out. More have been out of Woodsboro. <laughs> Yeah, and I, 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 but I, I thought they played the New York stuff well, York though. Stuff like they, well, yeah, it, 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 you know, the, the fucking opening with Samara Weaving was awesome. Well, so that opening, me and you both raised well, the same point, it's Rebecca. It's always sadder when pretty people it's die, always, and it's, it should be yeah. illegal to kill a film character wearing that dress. Yeah, yeah. But but when she was cast, we all said. She's clearly she's obviously credits in in the opening. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know. So when she popped up, it was like, oh. And then I think you did know and have forgotten. Oh, maybe I've willfully forgotten. Yeah, it. But I mean, it the way that it played with like because I I like when when she was killed, I was like, oh. All right, then it was a voice changer. Then she was lured into an alley, and then she's killed. But then, as soon as he took the mask off, it was like oh, shit. Mm. All right, okay, this this is interesting. Yeah, yeah. To well, be I, fair, I think... as soon as it cut away, I was like, right, okay, so now he's going to get yeah. killed, and then you are waiting for that. Yes. But the fact that they actually did did that was all right. Fair enough. I thought I was smarter than the film. You've played me there for a second. Now I, I know I'm in on the joke. I know he's going to get killed now. This is fine. I was actually really disappointed. Sorry, go on. My, my only bit there is on all the advertising, it was, oh, this ghost face is different. It's a new ghost face. No, it ain't. It's literally well, all the old ghost faces. It's the same. It, it, it's, it's, it's very similar to all the other ghost faces. Yeah, yeah I mean... You've got that one bit where it, in the convenience store and he just like shotguns a load of people. Yeah, and uh, th- th- there is there is that, and it, like that whole bit before the title, it was like, "Who gives a fuck about movies?" Is like, uh, okay, that that is interesting, but then by the end, it's we're all in thrall to the dead son who gave too many fucks about movies. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh, okay, so you did actually give about movies. You know, it, 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 it I don't know. The, the, the thing is, it's, it's ambitious, but the whole reasoning for the killing and whatnot yeah. is not nearly as interesting as the last one, where it's like toxic fandom wanting to take back the property and make it in their image. Yeah. It's not like a compelling that. reasoning, is it? It's like, oh, okay, so it's just revenge then, like yeah, in the it, second one. Mm. It just Yeah, mm. it feels a little bit like, this is really elaborate. Yeah. Like, this this is like, so, so what if, like, if one bit of this went wrong, what did you do? Because it seems like there's an awful lot of moving parts. <laughs> a lot hanging together. Yeah. 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 And that, it, it, like, oh, you know... I just switched out the body. What? You switched out the body? That's more difficult than you're making it out to be. Yeah, like where you carried it in in a hold or something past all the cops that were already not, there. Not only that, like when when the the guys turned up and went, I mean, she's not dead. <laughs> At what point did he switch the body? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sorry, I, I was actually really disappointed because I thought. It, it was going to do some real interesting shit where we as the audience find out really early on who the killer is 
and then it builds the killer is, something yeah. around that. And yeah. then it just didn't. Yeah. I thought that, but then I thought... That, but then, right, it's going to sound really bad. I thought that when he pulled off the mask and thought, ooh, when he started to pull off the mask and thought, ooh, this is interesting. We know who the killer is, and they... Do- that's, that's interesting. And then when he pulled off the mask and went, nope, he's dying because we're not going to be following the adventures of that fucking guy yeah, yeah. because yeah. he's not handsome enough or interesting enough looking. Yeah. And I like the guy. He's a fun actor. Tony Revolori. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's no, he's... But there's no way he is the... Who is he? He's in, like, Spider-Man. Oh, is he that yeah. guy? Yeah. Oh, nice. But there's no yeah. way he is the the ultimate killer. No, but I mean, like, I did quite enjoy the uh, hot or cold thing. Uh, and it's like, you, you know, you know the guy's in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just waiting for him. <laughs> that was great. Mm. It's um, a fun film, yeah. but it's too fucking long. It's a fun, and it's and it's too long because the third act is as disappointing as it is. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you're right there. Actually, yeah, fair point on that. It doesn't earn its length. I've not thought about it like that. Yeah, that, but I mean, because you know, even like the the sequence with the ladder is great. Yeah, you know, yeah. like just the, the the like the twisting the ladder and whatnot. You know. And it's like the brutality of that, and it really, like the last one, really, really earns its eighteen. Yeah, yeah. You know, it like these are gnarly films. He's putting some real fucking but, like, real welly into those fucking stabs, and like you can see that that, that they are like. Then, I think in in the earlier ones, it's just a bit like it goes through people like a fucking hot knife through butter. Mm. Whereas you can really mm. see. Like the stabbing is fucking grim. Yeah, there's some tension yeah. to the actual stab. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you you look at how many people actually died in this one, which is a weird thing to go. I'm disappointed by the amount of people who died. But you've got the two would be killers. So well, the one killer and the the would be killer in the fridge. And aside from that, you got Mindy's girlfriend, the people in the convenience store. But they're, but they're incidental characters, they're non-playable characters. Yeah, yeah, who were straight up incidental characters. Does anyone else die? Tomorrow weaving and that's it. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, so, so, okay. So many people nearly die. Gail's, Gail's chippy dies. Oh, Gail, Gail's nameless boyfriend. Yeah. But he might not be dead, but literally, it almost seems like the, um, the ETAs might, might have got to the fucking hospital and gone... Fuck shit, we need to check out that guy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Do we go back? Maybe and then they just go back. back and he's like, oh, he's got a weak pulse as well. What a miracle. They go back and, and the guy's just sat, thing. just on a chair, just going, the fuck, guys? The Courtney Cox one 100% felt like Courtney Cox made them wait until the day before the final cut was due to make a decision on whether she was going to be dead or not. Yeah. Like that was the fact that she's pronounced as still alive off screen. Yeah. Oh, Gail's alright yeah. as well. Yeah, she's got a weak pulse. Like it just. It should have killed her. To, to be fair, what do we actually need Gail Weathers in these films for at this point? Mm. The, the, my issue, one of my main issues, and it's going to sound really horrible, but because um, it is, the, one of my main issues with the fact that she didn't die is we're going to have to look at that distracting fucking face again in the next one. It's busy, uh, isn't it? Mm. The 
Yep, it, it's uh, and a lot going on. That's the, that's the kind of plas- plastic surgery that actually harms a performance. Yeah, mm. yeah, because you can't emote. Yeah, you know the, the the sequence in the one from last year, her scene with David Arquette, where he's really trying, and she looks like she's trying, mm. but you, you can't tell. Mm. It's not great. It's not great, but I it should have taken the opportunity to kill her off, and then that's all. All the legacy characters gone, really, because Sydney's yeah. she's just distancing herself from it all. It's it, it's going to be brutal when you get to Scream Ten and Sydney's <laughs> in it again because Nave Campbell's got a paycheck, like that. I, I it just there, there's some genuinely Curtis Halloween vibes to that, you know, and it, it, yeah, I. I don't know. And I mean, it'll like, be someone like someone's say, coming after a kid. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, give it, give it fifteen years. Yeah. That'll be exactly what it is. Um, I liked Melissa Barrera more. Yes. in this one. Yeah, I did as well. Actually, yeah, she, she's, she's not great in five, but she's, she's very good in this. Yeah, General Tega. I am stunned. She wasn't killed off just because she's General Tega. Um, it, yeah, um, it, it that weirded me out actually. That and the thing, the thing is, like this leaked screenplay came out, mm. and I read bits of it, drunk, a few weeks back, and the thing is, it was weird because parts of it were absolutely dead on, and parts of it weren't, and it. It was it was cool because it was tripping me up, but also like every now and then validating things. So like the um, the the killers, it was it was right, but so you the knew who end. The were. Uh, y- yes, even though one of them, the thing that I read, it said it was played by Tony Revolori. So at the start when he was killed, it was like, oh, all right, well, that's obviously not right then. But the character name was the same. Right. So it was a bit, it was a little bit up in the air. But it had a setup which was better than what we got. <laughs> at least I think it was. Okay. And now that the, f- the film is out, I will say. So what it done was, like, people got carted out. It said that General Ortega, it had the whole she was hanging... But then she dropped down to her death. So that was in there. It had that Chad and Mindy were both killed. Right. But like they were killed, not revived. So th- this is the thing. It was like, it, it obviously got this information from somewhere. So was it actually fake? I, or, or was it like one that they put out there to take people off the scent I don't know but what we got is more boring so the ending is Hayden Panettiere um, is out there like recovering with them and then um, like forgets some piece of evidence or something that she needed to go for some reason she's she goes back in and she goes back in and then she's killed and then she takes the person's mask off and goes you and then it cuts to credits and the idea like in this version was that it was going to be a cliffhanger 
Okay. And then the next, like the next one, it was just going to be a direct continuation. And I, I was kind of waiting for that. And I, you know, obviously I'm waiting for a film that wasn't made. That would have been interesting. If it was just like, right, okay, we're actually going to have a, they're still on the loose and we don't know who they are and we're going to follow it into the next one. That would have been cool. And it's just, it was weird because like I say, it got details right, but not necessarily the fate of characters. So I was, yeah, I was kind of getting tripped up all the way through it. But like Detective Bailey, like in this screenplay, was like, yeah, he's the father of Jack Wade from the last one. But then enough was happening through it where, like, the daughter died and then that didn't happen in the thing that I read. So it was really weird. It was, like, this thing that kind of got, like, 50% of it right but then kind of made it kind quite intriguing because I was like, okay, well, which way is up? But then the end result was, like, well, it was kind of right but it was also more boring. Hmm. I like the idea of a screen with a cliffhanger. Yeah. It would be quite nice to have a screen the cliffhanger. Have a proper a, a sequel that is a proper sequel rather than just a, a just another story. I don't know. And, and, like and the also, the the consistent character in this is Ghostface, who's played by a lot of different characters. I think I think it's quite good mm. from that point of view. Maybe. But also, what one last thing that I realised I've been speaking those. If you're going to keep on like teasing people about Matthew Lillard, just bring him back. Or just don't. Yeah, there was oh, a bit of a there was a bit of a I mean, did he die? Kind of thing, wasn't there? In this yeah, one. he did. He had a fucking TV dropped on his head. Yeah, it's probably going to kill someone. Well, if it's not going to kill somebody, I think that probably will be Matthew Lillard. And 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 then if it's not okay, he's been away for like twenty five, thirty years. How the fuck are you going to reverse engineer that he was the mastermind behind all of this? <laughs> I wouldn't. I I just have him literally. I have him come on as a really as a really shitty ghost face. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you know what? It'll probably be like he was Jack Quaid's film studies lecturer. No what it should be is that he's some kind of Machiavellian character that has followed them from the first movie and he's speaking in the ears of all the people that have been ghostface over the years he knows that um, what's it Sam is Billy's daughter because like he was there when watching them fuck well, no maybe not watching them fuck but Billy would have confided in him that he got no I reckon he watched them fuck no, that, yeah he that, definitely that, did that would be that would be a fucking I mean do you know what would be better if he if uh, he was Sydney's husband, <laughs> yeah, like he got some reconstructive surgery. Yeah, because <laughs> the afternoon we had a TV yeah, drops his fucking face, so he's had reconstructive surgery, and he's just yeah, he's just Sydney's husband. Yeah, that would be funny. Um, well, I I, I I like the whole idea though that Sydney's husband is that cop from Scream Three because he's got the same name. I think he is, isn't he? I think that's actually the idea he's yeah, supposed to be that. I, I think that's supposed to be the lore of it, which I really like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just with she's just with Patrick Dempsey and has a couple of kids. Yeah, but that's what Matthew Lillard did. He got yeah. his reconstructive surgery, then he became a cop. He became Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you, you'd get your award if you could, wouldn't you, to be fair? But, okay, so what? You've got, like, Patrick Dempsey in a cameo and he just claws his face <laughs> off and you and like, remember me, Sid? <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking brilliant. No, he uses the face-off machine. Jason Statham knows where it's at. They definitely... Like, straight... No, straight up, if in the next one Patrick Dempsey claws his face <laughs> off and Matthew Lillard's there, 100% they've been listening to me. <laughs> I'm fucking owning that right now. That would be good. Yeah. Um, One little Easter egg that, like, I can't decide whether it really fucking annoys me or whether it's kind of cute was the fact that um, there was there was someone dressed up as Wednesday at the fancy dress party at the beginning yeah. I can't decide whether I hate it because the thing is I really liked Wednesday it was good just stick on and watch kind of TV but people boring. have ruined it they have ruined that TV show because it was unavoidably everywhere for a while stupid people ruining things how dare people enjoy things the absolute fucking yeah, yeah but they don't have to do fucking TikToks about it until the fucking cows come on do they Wow, until the cows come home. <laughs> All right, Aunt Mabel. <laughs> when did they come home? Uh, I feel like a couple of months after the show came out. That's when the cows came home and everyone stopped doing. But you still fucking get them, though. Oh, I, mean, I do my wake-up like Wednesday from the TV show. It's just a bit of eyeliner, mate. Fuck off. But they have that song in the fucking background on all of them. I just it didn't come across my wheelhouse that much. That's fair. What, Chop Suey by System of the Dad? <laughs> I mean, I'd have watched that. <laughs> no, like, wake up the, 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 the makeup. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, back to the screen, sorry. Oh, it kind of sounds like we've done. But definitely not shit. Definitely it's not just shit. the last act's yeah. not great. Mm. No, Again, didn't stick the landing. Oh. We do have questions. Oh, actually, we have reactions to the question that I put out there first. So I put out the question saying, "Our question for you this week is: Which performance or film didn't that didn't get an Oscar? Would you love to give one to?" So Rick Kidd says, "Sergio Leone and his films, especially The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, oh, and also Blade Runner." Becky, he didn't direct Blade Runner. <laughs> Yeah, Blade Runner's a good shout, to be fair. It's like the best film ever, mm. so that makes sense. Ian, you got any that stand out for you? That didn't win anything. Didn't get nominated for it. Wow. <coughs> Literally, the first one that came to mind now was Sunshine for best visual effects or best score. Best score but... seems like, yeah. That seems like if it came out now, it probably would get a, be- a nom at least for best score. Yeah. That's a strong shout. I mean, I, I I literally put mine in the tweet. What was it? Val Kilmer uh, yeah. as uh, Doc in Tombstone. Yeah, that's that is a really uh, good shout. Okay. The yeah, the good most. Shout. How the fuck did this not win Best Supporting mm-hmm. Actor <laughs> of performances in the history of cinema? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, and we have a few questions. So, first one, uh, Rick Kidd. Uh, as Pandora's box has been opened and TV is fair game, what are your favourite TV shows of all time? Twin Peaks. The X-Files. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, 
If we're just doing singular one, yeah, Twin Peaks. I'd add Sons of Anarchy into there as well. I would add Sons of Anarchy into mine as well. Mm. Um, yeah, they'd be the two that stand out. Buffy. The Simpsons season one to season eight. Are we allowed to like Buffy? Terrific shout. Am I allowed to like Buffy? You're allowed to like what the fuck you want to like. Yeah. Buffy was, you know, Joss Whedon might be a prick, but Buffy was a lot more than just Joss Whedon. Buffy's fucking... Mm. I'm gonna, I, I, I've decided that I'm re-watching that. I'm, I've, I've started Oh, maybe not. Maybe don't do that. You don't have to watch it. No, I will um, I, I started watching the movie yesterday, which, although she's a dickhead now, she wasn't at the time. And it's fine. I've decided. So, and then I'm going to watch the series. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Dylan Black Lanterns. Aside from Borat's cheese scene, what is the best deleted scene of physical release extra? What? What is the best deleted scene you've seen? Can I have the alternate ending to Iron Legend? That one's good. You can't do the whole story. Oh, that is good. Yeah. Oh, and the deleted shit from Event Horizon. Oh, like the yeah. extra bits, yeah. Good question, that. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, God. You see, my brain wants to cheat a little bit here. Why? Because it's the deleted scenes that they put in the credits in Stretch. Oh. It's, it is just Chris Pine constantly trying to get um, Patrick Wilson to bring him the moustache of Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> It's just genuinely one of my greatest ever cinema moments. It's so weird. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> I genuinely can't think of any. It's a very good question, though. It is a really good question, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but that's my answer. And it genuinely is. I, 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 that lives in my mind more than it probably should. Living your mind rent free. <laughs> I don't care. I'm paying its fucking rent. I'm fucking <laughs> making its meals. I'm doing all of its fucking washing, <laughs> and I'm glad to do it. I am the overprotective fucking mother of that fucking thing. <laughs> it ain't fucking leaving. No. No. Nope. Oh. What? Right. I'm, I missed trailer talk. Um. Did you did did that new Jennifer fucking what's her face dickhead film get discussed? Yes. Yep. Where are you guys on this? Looks like shit. I'm fucking really interested because it's the sort of shit that I would fucking watch. And I, I literally said to Ian and our listeners, obviously, uh, that no one would give a shit about that movie apart from me if that was Catherine Heigl like it probably should be. Yeah. But yeah, fuck it. I'm interested. I'll watch that. Ian? I, I, I have a personal bias. Don't you think the concept is just highly fucking problematic, though? Yeah, it is, but if I was a 19-year-old, I'd want to try and fuck me. Okay. After, I just think it's fucking gross. And I but don't... part of that is because you don't like Jennifer Lawrence, no, Becky. No, if it was any 30-odd-year-old actress being paid to fuck a 19-year-old boy by his parents, I'd find it problematic. And if it was a 30-odd-year-old guy being paid by some girl's parents that was 19 to fuck her, you'd both find it problematic too. Hey, 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 look, I... I just don't care. It just... It's so icky. It, 
if if she's about to get cancelled for this, I can't say I don't disagree with that. But also at the same time, if I was a nineteen-year-old boy, I'd be fine with it. Yep, me too. And I was nineteen once. Yep. No, but Bex, so in, in also yeah, no, in all fairness, I get it. Though, I think it's you're right. interesting. If it, that, if it was gender flipped, it would be the most disgusting film ever made. I think it's interesting that so, they made him 19 and not 18. Hmm. I think that's the interesting bit. I just think it's a bit icky. Well, why don't we wait and gets... see the film? Because it might have more to it than that. But I, it, it, the thing is, even even if it does, there is still going to be an age gap there unless they try and get away with saying that she's like 25 or something. And th- then there's an age gap, but it's also... Uh, Acceptable age gap. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, when I was um, 19, I fucked a 26-year-old. So I, you know... I, I, think, th- I think people are getting yeah. too fucking hung up on age gaps nowadays. I think it's because he's supposed to be very young and very naive. For he's not supposed to be like a nineteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old. Is he? He's supposed to be very shy and introverted and like not experienced in the ways of the world. And it, so it. it well, I'm not, I reckon there's. I reckon there's a fucking lot of nineteen-year-olds like that. And that that scene where she's talking to his parents and it's like, oh, I'm gonna date him. I'm gonna date him so hard. Ugh. Oh. Grim. Just grim. I just again, if I was, I don't know, if I was the dad, I'd support that. But it's because it's Jennifer Lawrence. Like I, I, that's the I'm. I'm just. I. I cannot have an objective opinion. I'm gonna have to recuse myself from this trial. <laughs> okay. No, but uh, the thing is, the thing I get it. Like I get it though. That's the thing. It's like I'm trying to think of an actor in his early thirties now. Um, I don't know, Nicholas Holt. Like getting with Bella Ramsey. Mm. She looks about. I mean, she looks about fourteen. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, is that because there's a bit of a joke example because she's playing a character that's yeah. supposed to be about fourteen. And they've made her look fourteen. A little bit, but also when you see her in like interviews and on red carpets and stuff, she does look a lot younger than nineteen, doesn't she? Ian? I don't see her very often. Yeah, she does. Yeah, you know, it, it made me laugh because like. That they were being interviewed about season two as well, and about like the 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 the, the year difference, mm. and it was like, well, she is nineteen in real life, and it's just like, yeah, but mate, she doesn't look nineteen. Mm. Like you cast her at probably like seventeen because she looks like she's like thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, you know, like she hasn't aged that much. You know, she's not suddenly advanced in years in her in, like in her look there, but I I don't know. I think if you'd made her up to look like she's seen some shit. <laughs> yeah. I think it could work. But no, no, I mean, Bex, you're right, though. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get past my bias. <laughs> and it is a fucking weird premise. It is. Um, And it is one that's going to be interesting to see how it's received because it's probably going to point out some double standards. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. It, 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 but this double standard sort of for years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I also, though, because it's a big studio Hollywood comedy, 
in a in a world where big studio Hollywood comedies just don't exist anymore, I could also see it dying on its ass and just being completely ignored. And then nobody will talk about. I I kind of almost feel like maybe just no one talks about it because nobody wants to talk about it because nobody wants to address it. Oh, I think people will talk about it. But no I'm, I'm surprised there's not been more like chatter about it. Which makes me think there must be more to it. But no, no, it, it's. You, but it chatter in what way, Bex? I, I'm, I'm surprised that the trailer's dropped and there's not more people going, hang on a second, how is this even a fucking thing? This there's, is gross. There's plenty of people, Be- there? Because it's Jennifer Lawrence. But the ones who aren't, it's because it's Jennifer Lawrence and the people like Jennifer Lawrence. And I'm, I, it, that's the thing. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that's right. I just. I can't. I genuinely recuse myself. I think. I feel like maybe I don't. Just shouldn't review it. <laughs> I'll take some fucking. Well, I'm gonna review it. I'm gonna review it hard. I'm gonna review it so hard. I. I. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I, w- I mean, I'd like to review it hard, but <laughs> I, let's face it. I'm getting old. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> or at least if it does happen it's going to happen for a very short period of time <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway now that we've uh, really brought the tone down <laughs> it's me hosting <laughs> um, so coming up right so, this might be a bit of a discussion coming up this week is Shazam Fury of the Gods Yep. <laughs> that film's still happening. It feels like that film came out two years ago. <laughs> now, the thing is, I'm going to go watch it, but just kind of out of morbid curiosity for a film that we ha- know has no future, how much does that film know it doesn't have a future? Well, we'll go and see it, won't we? Because we've quite liked Shazam. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of keen for it, to be honest. Yeah, let's give it a go. Okay, alright, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to go see it. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Shazam. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's all a prelude towards John Wick Chapter 4 for me, to be honest. Like, I'm just waiting for that right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's um, the biggie in the... And apparently, Dungeons and Dragons is really good as well, and that's out the week after. Yeah, so is 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 very good. I've also heard that John Wick um, absolutely the runtime makes sense. Yep. And then the week after, we got Super Mario, and we've got Air, and we've got the Pope's Exorcist. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to skip Super Mario. Just FYI. <laughs> um. I'm not. <laughs> Um, it's uh, like almost more anticipated than John Wick Chapter 4 <laughs> I think those trailers look fucking ace um, I cannot wait to see him race on the Rainbow Road nice I, um, I'm i just heavy keen for like Mission Impossible, that's like June, July time isn't it yeah you got a fair while for that shit yep. so you may as well watch Super Mario yeah, yeah maybe looks fun I've got, I've just I've just Followed a um, Mission Impossible podcast that's got two hundred and fifty-two episodes, so I'm gonna dive into that. Oh, is that like 
Is that like the fuse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard about the one where they get surprised by someone? No. Okay, maybe I won't spoil it. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into it. So yeah, I've got to. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they actually advertise it in that episode. I can't remember now, but it's really really fun when it happens. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, I really need the toilet. So <laughs> goodbye, Becky. Bye, Ian. Goodbye, Mark. Goodbye, Ian. And listeners. <laughs>